Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Welcome to Slamfire Radio, episode 406. It's the Mental Management with Linda and Keith from Milcon. Yes, Milcon. Yes, episode. It's May 20th, 2021. I'm one of your hosts, Kelly Lynn. It's t- the 27th. Oh, crap. I didn't update that. <laughs> I had it on 27th. Someone changed it back. So it was close. correct. <laughs> okay. I didn't change it. And the episode number was correct. Uh, well, the episode number is correct. It's 406. Okay. I blame we, Trevor. We, He's sabotaging us we are now. Break- he quits <laughs> and he just flips the table over on his way out. Oh, this is normal for us, by the way, guys. Um, <laughs> for May 27th, 2001, I'm one of your hosts, Kelly Lynn. And I'm Adrian Michaud. I'm Random Dave. I'm Kyle Warner. I'm Mo Tallarico. Oh, okay. we got the order right and everything. Woo. I think that's oh. the first time that's ever happened. Yeah, <laughs> we first have time, new people. It's pretty smooth. This is awesome. <laughs> but can't we look do... stupid in front of the new guys. So I actually had the show notes up this time. So. Awesome. <laughs> Next week, I'm not going to, though. Okay. Just, you know. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, like, yeah, you have to follow our format, though. Just Kyle Warner. It's Kyle. Which Kyle? Kyle, the what? What did you have last time you were on the show? Lunatic, the lunatic. It's a Kyle. Kyle, the yeah. lunatic. He's got the beard. <laughs> yeah. And so. Mo, what do you? What do you? What are we going to have you? To be determined. Okay, we got to come up with Mo a name. shooting. <laughs> TBD Mo. TBD Mo. There we go. Okay, so welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. So Thank every, you. everybody, we have some new co-hosts with us. So Kyle is uh, somebody that's uh, from Alberta. Why don't you actually tell everybody a little bit about yourself? You're from Alberta, Kyle. You, your your setup looks like you're at the Hafner Mansion. I'm now calling it the Grotto. So, <laughs> well, I grew up around firearms, basically hunting. That was a tool for hunting. We didn't do a lot of recreational shooting with the firearms, more or less doing archery, traditional archery, more specifically. And probably about eight years ago, started actually shooting recreationally, moved up to Grand Prairie, found three gun, dove in with both feet, got into sponsorship game, traveled countless miles all over really Western North America, mm-hmm. shooting three gun, and well with everything going on now i'm trying to branch out and just explore other stuff but trying to keep whatever's going going <laughs> that's great you're we uh we thought you would make a great addition to the show one reason is because you're heavily into competitions you've are actually um but you're also a lot younger than the rest <laughs> of us so you bring in the youth <laughs> just to say that <laughs> that's what it is <laughs> It's late. Everyone starts getting real sleepy. Yeah. I want to watch Matlock and go to bed. <laughs> yeah. Matlock. <laughs> you kids get off my range. Yeah. And then we have Mo. Mo. Hi. 
Hello. Um, I'm currently in Quebec. I've been here just over a year, but I lived my whole life in Ontario before that. I'm very new to shooting compared to you guys. I've only been in this about three years, but I fell in love right from the beginning. And now it's uh, pretty much my life. So mm. I'm super excited about it. I you know, just soak it all up as much as I can. I learn everything. I've actually listened to Kyle's show. Uh, I guess all three episodes and they were great. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Keep it up. Um, so yeah, I listen to lots of podcasts. I watch tons of YouTube videos, uh, read as much as I can. And, uh, and I've been doing Ipsic. I'm still new in Ipsic, but yep. I'm really gung ho about it. So. Okay. And we thought you would make a great addition. One reason is because you are actually are a relatively new shooter and you have so much energy around that and uh, positivity about learning and doing as much as you can to actually learn more about the sport and what we can do about growing it. The other thing that we thought would be uh, a huge asset to the show as well is you're from some place that none of us live. And... <laughs> Quebec. And uh, Quebec is actually an entity unto itself. And yeah, good luck with that. Apparently, right? according to, you know, <laughs> Justin there. Yeah. Change to the constitution yeah. wherever you want. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> interesting times. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyways, as, you- as a complete aside on this, I had a buddy once who was being a smart ass. So he shipped something to uh, via Canada Post to Quebec and he shipped it international mail. And the joke was on him because they actually charged him international rates. <laughs> <laughs> well, after today, they thought they were actually trying to table that it was going to, they wanted Why to not? do a national, anyways, again. So yeah. anyways, okay. so anyway. it, it's great to have the input from our friends in Quebec as well. So mm. just thought we would, we would say that. So anyways, welcome to the show guys. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's get into what we did in guns. What we did in guns this week is brought to you by the Calgary Shaney Center. It's Canada's premier firearm retailer. They have the Swiss K-11 rack grade rifles on for $479. Let's bring that up. Rack grades like shooters. Yeah. They're not lookers. They're shooters. They're shooters. Get those. Get that cheap. uh, Well, Well, they've been banged. They've been cheap. Literally and figuratively. Swiss are fun to shoot though. (laughs) I like shooting a Swiss. The stripper clips are like so good on them. They're weird, Uh, and the action is so so uh, so cool. We're great from prone. Fantastic from prone. So it looks like they have checked the bores, and the bores are very good. Other than that, you know, it's rock grade. Mm -hmm. Yep, shoot it, throw it in the truck. Don't care if you dang it. You betcha. Perfect. Yeah. So for just under five hundred bucks, go and get one of those and tell everybody at the Calgary Shooting Center we say hello. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, in case you guys haven't heard the show before, Mo and Kyle, this is where we actually tell everybody about what we did in guns. So, who's going to go first? We're going to start it off with Adriel, and then he'll pass it on to the next person, and then we'll go to the next person, next person, next person. Okay, Adriel, what you doing guns this week? Ah, uh, did a couple things. First, uh, hard for the uh, audio listeners to see this, but I am wearing a Wasaga Beach uh, mm. Paintball Adventure Field and Pro Shop mm. T-shirt that I got in the mail. Little uh, little perk from being a host here. That was on that show. Shows. Mm, your loss. Your loss. I, I, got a, I got a free T-shirt out of it. Every oh. time I hear that line, I just think of that bit from the uh, Euro Trip. What's that? Free T-shirt. <laughs> yep. You haven't seen yep. Euro Trip. Soak it in. It. Soak it in. Yeah. Um, it actually is a nice T-shirt too. 
It's old school. Yeah. That's like the 25 year ago uh, version of the T-shirt. Oh, really? But they're That's making good. them again. So, hey, yeah, you sweet. know what? We have some old school versions of polo shirts if people want them. <laughs> the Slamfire <laughs> shirt. Yeah. Yeah, we did. I'm going to mail some of those out. Okay. Show um, up the club with the Slamfire shirt. You're like, hey, gentlemen, check me out. <laughs> Uh, and then I did some woodwork. So I've got the, Uh the Lee Enfield wood, uh, woodstock stuff. And I've been working on that. I posted some pictures on like Instagram and Facebook. So like, just, uh, let me, let me lay this right out. Uh, when it comes to stocking up a Lee Enfield, I'm kind of a dumb shit. I don't know what I'm doing. And I, uh, and shows and people start asking me (laughs) questions and they uh, they started asking me questions. I did not have answers for them. They're like, how many coats of linseed oil are you going to put that? I put a picture of linseed on uh, some like nasty old linseed oil that I that I found. I put a picture on, picture on Instagram and they're like, how many coats are you going to do? I'm like, ah, uh, two, I guess. They're like, yeah, I was going to do no, two or three. I'm like, okay, good. Not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah, you need uh, and then And then someone was like, what are you going to do for bedding it? I'm like, oh, yeah, I should probably figure that out. I probably just can't cut a hole for the in the action and just put it in there it's probably not going to work that great so i've been watching videos on that and then some people are like oh yeah but what about this so i've been getting a lot of really good information from uh, from viewers and listeners uh on a topic i uh i'm a little bit out of my depth on uh there's so many little things that are that are about these guns like you, you, t- you take the the uh butt screw out of here that, uh, yeah. that holds the butt stock on uh, and there's like a little fabric wad on there. So you have to take that out. Otherwise you can't get it to, to it with a flat. You pull that out. And I'm like, okay, I got it. Took it all apart. I got this. I got this. I was watching another video last night. Oh, by the way, don't forget about the little lock washer that's in there. It's probably in there. You drop something metal near your it, tear it ting. And then it, it's still in there. So I did that, that on the show tonight here. And uh, yeah, it was still in there. So I pulled that guy out. Uh, and then I've been just walk, like watching as many YouTube videos as possible about, um, where you want it tight, where you don't want it tight, where you want to like, you want four or five pounds of like uh, bedding pressure at the tip, all that kind of thing. So uh, I'm, I've been boning up on the uh, on the Lee Enfield bedding and stock fitment and whatnot. And uh, I did coat some non-critical parts that already that were already clearanced well, uh, but I am still yet to to kind of. I'm taking my time, I guess, with uh, uh, with getting the stock ready for that one. Yeah. Question for you on that, Adriel. How, uh, what did you use to get that long bolt out of the uh, that retains your butt to the receiver? Because mine's been wobbly for big like five years, and I should screw that in. <laughs> you need a big old screwdriver, big old flat screwdriver. And if you get one that's like angly, even better because you can get pliers on those on the angly bits. So you like put it in as a round one, but uh, you put you put it in, you get pliers on there, and then you torque the f out of the well, pliers. Well, if it's round, but if you go to the top where it's not round, you can still do the pliers. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can do that. There you go. That's a pro tip there for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but the other thing that you might want to consider is that uh, this round here at the top that needs to be kind of tapered in like it needs to be a very tight fit going into the uh, socket. So if it's not tight going into that socket, it's not going to work. And that mm-hmm. is uh, apparently one of them. There's like, I was watching a video the other night. It was like 12 tips to make sure your stock is set up correctly for accuracy. It's like, Jesus, 12 of them. Come on. Like, like keep I just it simple. Air 15 Titan castle, not half nice day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stock. You probably want to stock anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a there was a lot that had to go on, and uh, I have I have I have time. I've, I've still got a, little, a month left here. Uh, I put out a videos on cheapest handguns in Canada. 
because mm-hmm. I've Which been was an buying amazing a video, little... by the yeah. way. I love that video. Dolphin shooters. Yes. Yes. <laughs> hey, yes. Hey, he, you know, he yeah. did that just to get a rise out of people. I know. That was my favorite minute. I'm like, <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I said it on the show before. I would eat dolphin if I had eat a chance. Tuna. Mm-hmm. It's brain food. It's what makes tuna so smart. <laughs> it's oh, my food. God. <laughs> it's meaty fish. It's the perfect combination. Uh, oh. But uh, yeah, so I put out that video and then I put out one on the uh, MRA Maverick as well. Uh, and then one thing when happened. When are you done with that Maverick? I'm interrupting a lot tonight. When are you done with my Maverick, it. by the way? Uh, no, I, seriously. I still need to do some work to it. So you're, you're not okay. getting it. You don't soon. get okay. dibs. You okay. called when it you're before, done. but you're not I, on the show often enough. I, get I call dibs. Yeah. No, you don't. I call I dibs first. You shut up. Hey, I've got, I've got plans for that rifle. <laughs> All you right, can't fine. get it. You can't get well, it. Well, when your plans uh, are done, I'll get it. Bye. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, and then uh, yesterday, the Alberta government released their like reopening plan. And it's yeah, like super quick. <laughs> and all the other provinces are going to be super jelly of us. Yeah. Kelly. And yeah. Uh, basically, like we're going to get back to our 10 person limits uh, real tomorrow. Quick. And then, yeah, basically tomorrow. And then <laughs> 20 by mid-June. And then by the end of June. Just like do whatever you want, just complete anarchy and bedlam in uh, in Alberta. <laughs> and That's then here's awesome. here's Ontario. <laughs> I think you guys. Will, so what what it means for shooting? The reason why I brought it up is because I'm watching these things for maple seeds because I gotta I get a, I gotta get my lead on Kelly as soon as possible. You already had you had actually events. <laughs> I had two events. Uh, those yeah. were small events though because I had to they, run those with a ten still, person cap. Yeah, they still by the count. end of June. Uh, by mid June, I will Still have counts. no cap. I'll be Here's running what I'm max do. count. You know what I'm going to do? So when we're fully open, uh-huh. I'm going to actually run double events back to back, side to side. I'm going to run into December. <laughs> <laughs> you can get me on the back half of the year. You can definitely yeah. get me there. It's too cold <laughs> here in true. like even October, mid mid to late October. It's yeah, I know. It, That's it's what... a real crapshoot. Yeah. But, uh... Mid November here. We're yeah. still running, you know that, right? We need like a we need like a running total for number of shooters through and number of matches. Oh yeah, don't we'll worry. Number bats. of riflemen, number of yeah. riflemen too. Listen, what happened yeah. last year? You caught up. <laughs> and what happened? Caught up. You caught up towards and the end of the year when I couldn't do them you. anymore. It was too cold. Yeah. I'm still gonna run. That's a pile just of whining, them. you know. I still. Yeah, I'm still that's excuses. <laughs> They're sort of like excuses are like ten twenty twos. Adriel, everyone has one. <laughs> they jam all the time. <laughs> all right. So, yeah. welcome to the show, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, Adriel, yeah. you, you still talking? Uh, I think so. Like, I, I I've been doing a bunch of gunsmithing. Is is really what I've been doing? Uh, I haven't really done anything else. I will probably do more gunsmithing this weekend. And uh, yeah, do some really cool stuff. And I think cool. I probably won't even shoot this weekend. This will be like what? two weekends in a row. I haven't shot. Oh my god! Oh, okay? uh, some of the matches are probably going to add people. We'll talk yeah. about that in the events section. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm good. That's that's it for me. Okay. Who who you shooting at? You're the host. Okay. I will pow pow pass things to you because you're next on the list. Okay. So Kelly? what I did in guns this week. So guess what? Ranges are open. So that, you know what that means? I went to the range. I actually went to the range. I paid for my membership at the uh, Kingston uh, Trap and Ski Clubs. And we shot a round of ski yesterday. First time since October. Wednesday nights are 
back and it was fantastic. Shook off the rust, uh, cleared stage one, was able to actually clear everything. And it was like, oh yeah, we're back. Nice. And so I was, you know what? It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I was able to actually get 19 clays out of the 25. So that's awesome. Hmm. And Kelly and I hung out together. Uh, It was they it's funny because the guys at the uh ski club they just give us uh they just give us the uh, remote and tell us to go to the furthest most uh furthest most um house house yeah and the reason is because we take our time because we chat along the way and you know (laughs) (laughs) it's like a stroll when we're doing we're shooting around the other guys were (laughs) hanging out and they were at the main house and they got in three or two two or three rounds and the time it took us to get one in. So, um, but Hey, you know what? It's, it's now our Wednesday. We're back to our Wednesday night, uh, skeet nights and yeah, just killing clay. So just loving it. That's awesome. And again, like we were quite surprised. It's been almost six months since we actually were able to get out and get a, a, a round in because of COVID. And, uh, yeah, it was so much fun. It was great to hang out. And, you know, uh, the other thing that we actually did as well is just want to let you know, some people were asking, did you actually collect all of your spent uh, spent uh, casings? Shells, yeah. Shells. Yeah, we did. We're going to actually, so what we're doing on, I'm going over to Kel's place on uh, on Saturday night. And what we're going to do is we're going to prep those uh, shells. We're going to remove the uh, primers and uh, we're going to actually start the reloading process. So, yeah, you know, 28 gauge is like... Uh, Take that, really, Trevor. It's really expensive. So yeah, we're going to start reloading. Yay! Yeah. So it's uh, really expensive to buy, but it's going to be what so twice cheap as reload. cheap to reload because you're using like hardly no shot at all. What's yeah. what's the weight of the the load on it? Mm, I don't know actually. Hmm. Don't know. Have to go. Don't know. No idea. <laughs> I'll have to go and figure it out. Anyways, uh, so yeah, we're going to do that. So. You guys know what I'm doing this weekend now, I guess. I'm going to be going over to Kelly's place, and we're going to be doing some uh, reloading prep. Nice. And I, as I said, I renewed my membership, so I'm up to date on that. And, yeah, so th- remember I was telling you that there was this deal match last week that uh, I was going to be on on the 30th of, of May? Yeah, it got canceled. Mm-hmm. you know why? Because of restrictions. Ontario. Because Ontario. Yeah, so it's got moved, and it's got moved to June, the end of June. So we're going to actually, so I'm going to be doing that as well. But it looks like actually maybe, no, pulling a line to you. (sighs) The Black Badge course, it did actually get canceled for mid-June, and we're moving out. So we're just picking out dates as well for that. So Coming up, that'll be the last time you cancel it. And the end of June or July, you'll you'll be able to do it. Yeah, I think we're looking at uh, mid July to actually do it. Yeah. Have to, there's a couple of dates that they proposed, and one of the dates I'm not available because of maple seed. But other than that, it's open and free. So now you got me wondering what the anyways. What shot? Three quarter ounce. Three quarter ounce for twenty eight gauge. I looked it yeah, up. Yeah, actually, yeah. it is. Yep, it is three quarter ounce. That's really. not like I I would have thought it would be a lot less because like twenty eight. That's like Mm-mm. much less than twelve gauge. But twelve is like ounce and an eighth ounce mm-hmm. kind of a thing so three quarter ounce like that's yeah. still a pretty decent load in that thing yeah no we, when we were looking we were actually looking at powder and how many we could actually so what we wanted to buy versus and we were loading yeah it was yeah it's quarter or three quarters powder's probably nothing yeah no, no cost at all just use yeah fast no, stuff. It's, it's pretty yeah. cheap too so yeah. that's why yeah, cool so we're gonna do that it's gonna be fantastic 
Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah. Got out to the range because it's open. Yay, Doug Ford. You're my man. So pissing people off right now. <laughs> <laughs> because he's opened everything up or? Yeah, no. Wow. Yeah, no. No. Could be worse. Could be Kathleen Nguyen. Just keep thinking that, everybody. Anyways, okay. Moving on. Uh, Kyle, why don't you actually tell us what you did in guns this week? Uh, working on some range modifications so that we can actually reopen our rifle and pistol ranges. So when out measuring for putting up a wall, we got to basically run a no safety area range. Okay. And it's our, we've operated as that forever, but now the CFO wants us to do other stuff so that we can actually reopen it. So <laughs> measuring out for windows, it's not going to be great, but it's better than some of the other suggestions where we would be shooting through a tube. Uh, what? Oh gosh. Yeah. Shooting. yeah. And it would have had to been like 20, 30 feet long at a hundred yards. Just Whoa. To... <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> like, yeah, it's not feasible. And we'd come up with this wall and it'll be basically just a slot, a 10 inch slot that you <sighs> basically shoot through. Can't see ground, can't see sky. So we did that, uh, got a bunch of projectiles and primers in. So mm-hmm. I can start loading nine mil now that it sounds like we may actually get to have a three gun season and Sweet. competition start happening. So I got mm-hmm. 6,000 projectiles to load now. <laughs> and what's your reloading yeah. setup? What are you, what are you uh, doing for pistol? You got a 1050, 650? I got a 650. Oh, okay. nice. Yeah. Yeah, I got a little water square deal. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna get cranking on my square deal and just crank out the nine mil. Yeah, yeah. How is that to run Ooh. that square deal? Smooth, smooth, yeah. and uh, and like really compact. So like in terms of like desk space and and how much space it takes up, it's really nice that it it it's so small on on the desk because you can get lots of other stuff in there. Because like a uh, square deal, you set up for one one cartridge and don't change it and just keep running it on that one cartridge. And that's how I think they're, they're best set up and they're inexpensive enough that you can buy, like buy used and just get like one mm-hmm. for nine mil. If you shoot a lot of revolver, get one for 38, 357. And then you something have, else for rifle, like a turret did, or something else. What did you have before the square deal? Uh, oh, I have a turret, uh, like a Lee classic cast turret. And before mm-hmm. that I had the Lee O thing. Okay. The single stage. You didn't have the you didn't have the Dylan six fifty at all, did you? No, no. I thought you did. No, I know Trevor I, does. Uh, yeah, yeah. They're 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 the nice thing about six fifty is that it's flexible, right? It's right. Easy to switch between different. Yeah, you can uh, switch, but yeah, yeah. But the uh, square like if you do like a lot of pistol, just a square deal running nine mil is is like a yeah. nice tight yeah. stack, and uh, and they're pretty fast. If um, I generally load with my buddies. Uh, and if I got my buddies there and they're like topping up the primers and grabbing more, whatever else I need, <laughs> you can run about a thousand rounds an hour. If you've got other people there helping out. So um, it's crew served. Yeah. Hey. Crew served, crew served, <laughs> uh, square deal, thousand rounds an hour, not crew yeah. served. You got to stop in between a lot. <laughs> and then or have lots of primer tubes. I've got like six of them, <laughs> which is <laughs> nice. Good. But yeah. you know, every every half hour, you just stop and like, yeah. just like pick yeah. them out of the out of the dish. Yeah, yeah. nice. Oh, yeah. Only other thing I did was I set up a it's not really guns, but sixty yard archery range at my house. So sweet. 
That's awesome. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Nicely. Oh. Nicely done. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, that's basically it. Should be ramping up now that his restrictions are going to ease up. Yeah. Excellent. Yep. Won't be long now. Yeah. We keep saying that. Anyways, let's see what happens. We forgot Mo. Mo. Mo, what about you? What did you do in Guns this week? Um, so I got to register for an IPSC match that's going to be this Saturday. So pretty excited about that. And cool. it took a whole it took a whole one minute to sell out. Excellent. So obviously the interest was there. People Which, are, where are you going to do that? Uh, it, it's going to be in Ontario because I don't even know what's going on in Quebec yet. So it's in, in Guelph, Ontario. Oh, Guelph's oh, okay. this weekend? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So pretty excited about that. Uh, it's been, uh, it's been, I guess, two and a half months and probably for other people been a lot more than that. So, mm. uh, I'm getting uh, dry fire fatigue, so it's going to be great to actually shoot a match. Yeah. Uh, so then I reloaded a bunch of ammo for that. I shoot nine mil and, uh, I have a six fifty. So I made a more than enough. Cause then I, I did some, I went to the range and I, I was just shooting some groups and practicing some draws and stuff. So um, I'm getting some of that in. Um, I'm trying to increase my live fire to like two times a week instead of one, just kind of splitting the ammo. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing is I received my uh, new shot timer in the mail, if you can see it today. Oh, uh, that's one of them fancy tiny. ones, right? A- AMG Lab Commander. So for the people listening, and um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be much better for actual dry fire because this thing has a volume setting. So oh. on, on the lowest setting, it's actually quiet. So you can actually use it indoors and not annoy people. Whereas my old one, which is a great match and live fire timer, I had to create this oh. uh, special, <laughs> yeah. special si- silencing. Um, yeah. Sil- yeah, suppressor, exactly. So <laughs> some cotton padding and uh, painter's tape Excellent. Uh, because oh. it is so loud. Even with yeah. this, it's actually loud. Oh, and yeah, those uh, things- those ones are notoriously loud. Holy cow. Oh, yes. <laughs> I have the it's, same one and I can't use it inside because it, it actually makes my ears ring if I'm in my, yeah. in my gun room. And yeah, it, it's absolutely piercing. And Adriel, do you actually, do you like what he did to that and how he actually... I love it. Yeah. I love it so that's, much. That's on the scale mm-hmm. of Adriel right there. Did you use a Dremel <laughs> tool anywhere in there though? No. Cut, no, cut the no, tape no, or no. I'm not no. 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 Almost. This is there. about this is about as adventurous as I get. So <laughs> and I act sad thing is I actually took this to the range like this. So whatever. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, Who cares? Uh your new timer, is it Bluetooth enabled? Is that one of the Bluetooth yeah, this, ones that connects yeah, directly this, to the tablet and, yeah, and this, uh practice ooh. score? Yeah. yeah. The the only issue with these is I ordered this two and a half months ago. So I think it's like a one man show and the guy builds them by hand one at a time. So it, it, like it, this website always says back ordered, right? So yeah. you order it and you're going to be waiting a while for it. But I mean, I, I was just playing with it today and just like the getting through the menu settings and stuff, it's so much quicker because this one here, you have to like long press everything so when you're yeah. changing when you're changing your part times when you're doing a bunch of different drills it, it's time consuming painful yeah. painful yeah. yes yeah. Painful. so we like that you're using the show and tell for stuff that we can drool over just have to say it's yeah my first day of class right so i figured i should uh, <laughs> and then the only other thing i was going to show this is the gun that i plan to compete with so this is what i mentioned nice. in our audition this is yeah. the shadow systems um DR920. Uh, so I also have the, so this would be the, 
Gucci Glock version of the 17. <laughs> and then I have the not the version of the 19. So yeah. I I was, don't make fun of me, but I was using a shadow too. And I just thought, I mean, it's a fantastic gun in terms of accuracy. It's a tank. It's just heavy. I just yeah. found it just, mm-hmm. I just found Very it heavy. like transitioning and lugging like side to side, just like it was beating up my shoulders and I'm a little bit older. So it was, it was, you know, taking its toll. Yeah. Need more well, transition speed. Yeah. And you think so? More Gucciness. You needed <laughs> yes. more Gucciness in more your life. Gucci-ness, yeah. You got you got the yeah. Gucci now. Yeah. yeah. And that's it for me. Awesome. That's great. Okay, let's get into upcoming events. Upcoming events is sponsored by Telus Alpha. Telus Alpha is you, Canadian. But did you do? I'd tell you what I did. Oh, guys, Dave, but that's okay. Oh. You can just skip Crap. over. I forgot I the intro too. Totally a bit. See how this how this works. Kyle and Kyle and Mo show up, and then Kelly's like, "Oh, Dave's not my favorite person." Dave, who? <laughs> Dave, uh, who are you? Where are you? Who are you? Oh, now I'm sad. No, no, you're not. By the way, I'll repost that picture. You're my favorite person last week on this day. Okay. Aww. All right. Dave, what are you doing, Guns this week? So, so transient. Your favor is so transient. You're like you're like one of the ancient Greek gods. I'm fickle. <laughs> you are fickle. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I still have dibs on Adriel's Mavericks. No, you don't. Trevor's still sad about that. I totally do. Shut up. Uh, I took my reloading press off my bench because I haven't used it since 2009. So I figured it was probably a good time to pack that up. So I unpacked it, put it back on my bench two years ago, used it. I didn't do anything with it. I loaded some some duds and then uh, took it back off the bench today because I need room for other stuff. So I am going to be getting a progressive for 2022 because my single stage it just it's so painful when I hooked it all yeah. up and played with it. And I'm like, oh, this is so much work for so little return. <laughs> Especially if I start doing pistol. Just uh oh, no deal breaker. Like, yeah, yeah, it's like 50 rounds an hour. It's not like your thousand rounds an hour. <laughs> so no. Uh I was driving down by uh Canadian Forces Training Range Winona. So I stopped by there and took a picture oh, yeah. of me in front of the gate. So awesome. Yeah, so some really good memories of shooting down there with some forces and civvy buddies. So I'm hoping that we'll be down again there doing a range, some doing a match 2022, hopefully. And uh, looking at doing my black badge again because it's been so long since I shot an Ipsic match. I'm just said, screw it. I'm just going to go take the course again. So yes. you have to, right? Don't, don't they like expire don't. after a while? It expires, expires, but you just have to do a recall basically yeah. with an As long as you pay your, your fee, the yearly fee. Yeah. Well, I, I paid it and then I realized I got a note from them saying, oh, you haven't actually shot a match in five years. So I'm like, oh, oh. crap. It has been a long time. <laughs> so, so I could just go recall basically with an instructor but i figured screw it. it's been so long just i'm just kidding. gonna i'm just gonna go do the course again because i like shooting get stuff. a silver dollar i'll show you qualification <laughs> throw that up in the air <laughs> <laughs> nice no silver dollar oh that ruins it uh, uh, so oh, that's well. all i've done this week that's all you've done yeah okay Am I all alone? right kelly back thank to you. you thank you no thank uh, you no thank you <laughs> 
let's get into upcoming events. By the way, it's brought to you by Teal Self, if you didn't know that already. Teal Self is the uh, Canadian digital agency that works exclusively in the firearms vertical. Uh, they help with uh, business processes, strategic planning, uh, websites, e-commerce, and battling the stigmas the industry uh, carries with banks, merchant processors, and social media, as well as apparently mailing stuff now. Anyways, uh, learn more at telosalpha.com. So why don't we get into some of the things that are happening? And Adriel, I know that you're actually furiously typing things, so. I can <laughs> just you, talk rather than why furiously, you furiously talk type. instead of furiously <laughs> typing. Uh, yeah, so with the, with the new restrictions and the way that they're laid out in Alberta, it does add some predictability to yeah. when things will open up, which is really nice because now we can plan, plan events around that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Chaz Lee Enfield shoot will be on June 20th. For more information on that, go to the Chaz Facebook page. That's why you've got that thing. Okay. I would really like to be able to compete in that, but I don't know if I will have the gun and ammo and zeroing and everything squared away by June 20th is at, at the speed I'm going right you have, now. That's why you said you have one month. You have one month. You have lots of time. You have lots of time. You can do I it. have three weeks. I have Not faith. quite a month. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Uh, BTS. So we have some maple seeds at BTSA, June 24th, yep. 25th. Yep. I expect those restrictions to bump Lift. and we expect to have some extra spots for that. Uh, mm. Look for those to open up very soon. Do you have a wait list already for those ones that... Uh, Ooh, I'll have to check. I'll have so to check if, if, they, do, if there's a wait list. Those guys will get uh, okay, first so, dibs. Yeah. yeah, so now that you just made that announcement, guess what? <laughs> they yeah. still wait list themselves? If there's wait list... Hey, if you want to get go. into a maple seat <laughs> at BTSA, you should wait list. Yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling some people on the wait list are going to get in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, all, all the other events. So, like, right now... A lot of the events in Alberta are based on like a 10 person limit, uh, but that's getting opened up mid June. So I'd expect like Chaz three gun and some of the other events that we've got going to all like crack right open very, yeah. very quickly. I'm envious by the way. Nice. Yeah. You guys suck. Yeah. I was so happy when they, when they said what they were going to do because it makes sense and it's safe enough. If everyone gets a crack yeah. at first at, at getting one shot, good enough. Everyone else. It's like, well, Take your life into your own hands. You're big, big boys and uh, big girls, and everyone else can go back to doing whatever the heck they want to, right? Yep. In which, in this case, it's shooting, lots of shooting matches. <laughs> okay, that's everything. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not adding anything. So, why don't we get into the news, Adriel? You put this in. I mean, it's been all over Facebook. I know it's like, yeah, Canpar is not taking firearms or ammo anymore. Boo. I wonder Boo what indeed. their reason was for that. We were actually yeah. have a reason. We so, were like speculating, speculating yeah. before the show. Yeah. Was, there could be a couple of different things. It could be like maybe they just don't want to. Maybe the regulations are too much. Maybe they left something at a door that shouldn't have been left there. Maybe. And it got stolen. Parts. Parts. Yeah. Well, I think they're, getting, they're all they're just getting everything. out of the firearms stuff. So I, I bet it's a business decision, right? Business yeah. like it, too much risk, not enough reward. Pff, just get out of it, and yeah. uh, and that, that's probably what happened is uh, too much risk. Yeah, I read one comment where it said that they were using a lot of third party companies for deliveries now too. Yeah, that might true. be have something to do with that. Mm-hmm. Well, because the third party's like, hey, this needs to have a signature. There's a there's a handgun. 
And they're like, yeah, whatever, <laughs> drop it, <laughs> drop it off. Just on leave it there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which, which is entirely possible. Right. I mean, uh, it, all the carriers, uh, uh, do that every once in a while. And, uh, maybe something bad happened and, and now they just don't want to deal with it. Yeah. Don't want to touch it with a 10 foot pole. How many yeah. people are getting stuff stolen off their, their porch? Let's be real. People are. Yeah. There's it's... porch pirates are, are a problem in every city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if it's a gun, anyways. Yeah. And Same. they're not really doing signatures and stuff anymore. So, I mean, I had uh, some stuff, some cell phone shipped and they said dropped it. It wasn't Canpar, but they said dropped at reception. That building doesn't have a reception. <laughs> <laughs> so the homeless guy who is sitting at the front door, I don't know, but yeah. my cell phones are gone. So <laughs> yeah. it's better than the gun. Yeah. That's true. So, well, that sucks. Oh, well, bye-bye Canpar. Okay. So if Canpar has gone, who do like we can ship guns through it's a pain in the caboose because now you need a business uh but yes. going to need the small business yeah thing with we're canada gonna post. have yeah canada post so we're gonna have to go through ups is there anybody else because i always used to ship stuff through campfire ups loomis post. loomis i think loomis is attached to campfire aren't they oh that's yeah, what I saw. They're, so they're they not are. doing it yeah. either. Yeah. So yeah. So UPS is mm. it. The boys in brown. Boys in brown. That's Canada it. Post. I don't Canada like shipping can- guns. I don't. I don't like receiving guns in Canada Post because with Canada Post they do the age verified thing because they don't. They're not doing signatures during COVID. So you got to dr- like you get the slip and it's just a tease. It's like you could have a gun today, but not. You nope. won't get it. You got to come back tomorrow. Go to the yeah. and you got to go to the Canada Post and give your oh. license, and, and then they finally give you your gun. But yeah, um, that's such a letdown. But it, they it don't that'll know be over it, soon too. Yeah, but they don't know what it is, and then you say, "Oh my God's here!" They're all. Oh, nice. <laughs> what else? Take what else right would they there, have? Make sure everything's good. Yeah. What else would they have that requires a license and proof of age? Marijuana. Weed, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a blender, guns or weed. Like <laughs> it's really long. Well, <laughs> it's if, about six if, feet. I wonder if it's weed. <laughs> no, if, a lot of weed. If you're getting so stuff, if you're getting stuff, a lot of times they'll ask for proof of age and knives. Maybe uh, that's the yeah. only thing I get proof of age. Well, Cutlery. I don't get really? many knives through the mail though. You don't get anything through the mail. I get carded all the time. Oh, hmm. look at you! I know, eh? Need to grow a beard with some gray in it, then you wouldn't have that problem. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. Okay. Uh, actually, why don't we get into the legal uh, CCFR legal fund uh, donations? They're, they didn't post anything recently from anybody on their website or on their Facebook page, but I did want to let everybody know, if you go over to the website right now and you donate, you can win a neon sign. $10 gets you an entry into these guns are not for sale. You really need to go over there because it's a three-foot neon sign. Like This sign is like $2,000 Pretty freaking cool. to get made Very and nice, it yeah. is like amazing and uh it's only ten dollars for just one entry and you could win this they've given away a couple actually neon signs and it's actually yeah it's yeah go over there uh the other thing that we are doing tonight bum, 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 do you want me to talk about this and you give talk, the shout outs and then and you're i'll do to- the i'll i'll show the thing Okay, so the CCFR Legal Challenge fundraiser. So we're doing a fundraiser, uh, and you can no longer win a couple of ways because this is not working anymore. Because tonight we're doing the draw on this. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to give a shout out to these people that have donated over the last week or so. Uh, 
we got Link, we got Chris T, Scott Ann, uh, Guy L, Guy L uh, Greg S, Joey P, Dominique D, Tim A, and Rick B. You guys oh, have all... We've got way more than that in terms rec- of people who donated? No, just this week. Oh, just this week. Oh, yeah. sorry. I've bad. already given a shout out to the other people already, or we have. These oh, are the people. Yeah. Sleep at the wheel. So, anyways, but we did want to give a shout out to Great Birch Solutions for donating the receivers that people are going to win tonight. And no, it's not a contest. It's not a winning. It's a, I don't know how we can actually phrase it. A random this. assignment. That's it. Based on a mm. spreadsheet. Yes. We wanted to give a shout out to Great Birch Solutions for doing that, for supporting our gun community as well as the CCFR. And we also want to give a shout out to the CCFR for actually taking our government to court and Woo-hoo. doing a challenge. So anyways, so Adriel, do you want to tell everybody how much money was raised through this? Uh, $1,505 after we put in a 20. Sweet. I'm going to put in a 20 just to get us like just to crack at the 1500 excellent it was uh it was a slow burn at first but this last week all of a sudden it just like the floodgates opened and then all of a sudden we got a whole bunch more donations on this thing so we said last chance to win one of these and you got two you get a chance to two so we have people that actually uh have a chance to win one from uh that was donated over at uh, armory dc gunsmith by the way huge shout out to denis and the guys over at armory dc gunsmith for actually helping us with this and -hmm. then also there's one receiver that we actually identified for specifically for the online donations as well so why don't we why don't we give away a couple of receivers by the way they're very gucci Oh, we can we can wait one or two? We're giving away two. One to the. Okay. Did you do it separately or did you do it together? Like, did you I take... rammed them all into one big spreadsheet. Okay, cool. Whatever spreadsheet you gave me. Did you give yeah. me two spreadsheets? I gave you one with stuff from Denise and one with stuff from online. Uh, one moment, please. Thank you. So we're well, <laughs> we'll be sorting that, that stuff. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about how fantastic the CFR has been doing recently. Technical difficulties. CFR donations, SFR. Is there a second sheet? Oh, there's a second sheet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you had one job, Adriel. Yeah. Job. So, Adriel, remember how last sheet. week we were supposed to fill in as much Gucci today as possible? So, anybody else got, a, like, we have Mo, Mo, Mo. Yes. You were talking about your Gucci gun. Oh, my Gucci gun. So, oh, you want to talk about it? So, instead, sure, we're uh, trying to fill time. <laughs> okay. So, obviously, the extra stippling. We have the um, on each side. There we go. The bronze barrel. Ooh. <laughs> uh, it's got um, it's got the uh, higher sights, so you can co-witness with uh, with the red dot. It's just a hollow sun on there, and uh, that's about it. That's about it. Yeah, it's got a nicer trigger than a than a standard uh, factory Glock. Mm. Well, yeah, standard. Their triggers for a standard factory Glock are. Let's be real. Terrible. Less than great. <laughs> They're Less horrible. Than <laughs> okay, I'm back. Okay, I'm I'm ready. Welcome back, Adriel. Would you like to do the random draw? Shall we actually get some? So, all right. So, what are we doing? Or did you put them all together? And or we? Do you want me to put them all together? <laughs> no. I can put them all. You know what? That would be the most fair. That would be the most fair to put them all together, because uh, there's too many with one of them. Okay. So let me put them all together. 
You do know that we've already shipped one to Danita, right? Anyways, okay, never mind. I'm just going to be but over just, here. Yeah, he's he's going to have all right, fifteen seventy, and then that needs to go times fifteen seventy. Carry the carry the carry the, carry the three. Don't forget the three. <laughs> okay, now right. we're ready? now we're ready. Okay, okay. Ooh, Thanks, so I we think. have two limited edition receivers to give away ctfr engraved from Graybird solutions who's getting the first one okay so uh um, hey wait wait so these are the number ending in so that's that's going to be like the the max number that what that we get so this is just a test this isn't for real this 1481 would be tim a's but that's just the test is everyone ready for the first one um, um, yeah, is it, Tim is it is closest going, without going over? No, no, it's true. Fifty-two. That is Josh V. Guess the first one. Josh V. Awesome. Josh. Congrats, Josh V. Anyways, Josh, I can actually personally deliver you to your your house. <laughs> Anyways, all, all right. right. Second one. I'm gonna click yep. this button twice. Boop. 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 Nine twenty-one is. Anthony, Anthony N. N. Congratulations, Anthony. Anthony N. And we'll contact right. you through email and we'll make arrangements. So that's awesome. Thank you, everybody, for contributing to this. Uh, $1,500 and five, $1,505. Can we actually? Uh, more, $1,570. Oh, really? Oh, mm -hmm. okay. Why don't we bump it up? Why don't we add 30 bucks? We should add. Let's add it. Yeah, let's do that. Let's Fantastic. get up to 1600 16 So we added $1,600 to the legal funds for the CCFR, and you guys got some great prizes. So I'll thank throw you another very much. 50 bucks in that. Okay. There you go. You should have done it beforehand, and you would have uh, had a chance I, I, to win a receipt. I did a couple of weeks ago, but I didn't put my name in because I'm not going to do that. And then people are like, oh, Adriel's just picking Fix. random Dave randomly. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> It would have been so random. <laughs> Not so random, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> well, Anthony made a huge donation, so yeah, it's, uh, that's fantastic. It's a good yep. cause. Thanks, guys. So uh, we'll make a little bit of announcement as well. We'll post it on the CCF. Oh well, I won't post it, but I'll send. I know people. <laughs> you know, you like, you like no people. Eh? I know people. No guy. We'll send it off to them and tell them how much was raised for it. Okay. And then, as I said, we'll contact the, the winners and we'll make arrangements with getting you guys your uh, your receiver. Okay. All right. Uh, new gun stuff. New gun stuff is sponsored by Bolt Action Coffee. Slamfire is now a brand ambassador for Bolt Action Coffee. The coffee is roasted in small batches and. Quite honestly, some of the best coffee you'll ever get your little hands on. Now that we have Mo and uh, Kyle on too, we have to share the share the love with them. Uh, you can actually get the coffee sent to your house by going to boltactioncoffee.com. Use the discount code SLAMFIRE. It's all capital letters and it's all one word. You'll get, uh, I think it's 10% off and you'll have it sent directly to your home. By the way, I think they're actually just closing out or if they haven't, I think today or tomorrow they're closing out orders for this week. Then they're going to be roasting as well. So it's really, it really is fresh, freshly roasted. So go over there and get some coffee. Uh, new gun stuff. Adriel, you put this stuff in. So let's chit chat. Yeah. I'm going to start off with one that Mo recommended. And that's talking about the FEME SG 540-1M. Mm -hmm. uh, this is the SG 540, but fancy. Is that the story, Mo? And legal. Mm -hmm. Well, there they have three rifles for pre-orders, so they have mm -hmm. uh, a restricted and a non-restricted um, 
556. And then they have the uh, 762.51 that would be non-restricted as well. Mm. So, and then um, the interesting part about this pre-order is that you're putting down a thousand dollars and they wouldn't be available till July, 2022. So it's going to be a bit of a wait. <laughs> uh, and then the other issue is that, I mean, cause there's a big risk in this, that if it's, I don't even like to use the word banned. If they get banned prior to actually making it to Canada to being imported, then the people putting the deposits down are going to lose them. So, I mean, because there is a big risk to, to Calgary yeah. Shooting Center, but it's also pretty exciting to, to be able to get a rifle like that in you know a year plus time. So, yeah, they look pretty cool. Yeah, they're pretty awesome yeah. guns. Just taking uh, a risk. Yeah. I'm tempted, but I'm going to I'm going to go out on a limb right now and say that they will sell zero restricted models because that would yeah. be dumb. Yeah, yeah. buying a restricted yeah. rifle right now is not a smart move. I think yeah. they I think they said they need a hundred uh, orders for the non restricted barrels. If I read correctly, that was they need a minimum minimum of a hundred for the actual order to be placed. So. Hmm. Yeah, well, the no, 542, like the, that's one of the cooler 308s that we can get right now. And, and we have been getting those in. Not this cool, though. Not with a, uh, yeah. an M-Lock four-end and uh, uh, the UGG boot back uh, yeah. in, uh, stock there. Very Pretty cool. Neat. Tempting. I need a new deer rifle. Oh, it's tempting. <laughs> all right. <laughs> deer rifle. So, oh, did you actually pull the, did you actually hit the go button on that? I'm on the fence still because ah. it's not even the risk. It's just the weight that I'm not a patient person to begin with. So that's a yeah. long, that's a pretty long wait to, you know, a pre-order is usually a few months, <laughs> six months, but mm. so I'm still thinking about it. Mm. Okay. Cool. All right. What else do we got? Uh, this next one's here comes to us from James. Uh, he's listening to the show and he emailed in and said, you should put this on the show. Oh, uh, you know, once C21's in, and uh, we can't talk about home defense, but uh, it's not in yet. So <laughs> the Berna home defense uh, is a, uh, I think it's a uh, like a pepper spray ball, like a paintball gun for pepper spray. Kind no, of thing. This would be yeah. so much fun to use that one of our charity <laughs> shoots to saying It would. Gallon. Or paintball. I raised a lot of money trying to bear spray him last time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, it, uh, it's CO2 delivered, shoots 68 caliber kinetic and chemical irritant. I think that means uh, pepper spray mm-hmm. uh, projectiles that can disable a threat from up to 60 feet away. Can we actually get the balls in Canada, though, would be the question. Uh-huh. How hard Just would put, it be Put to some make marbles them? in there, I guess. <gasps> yeah, marbles don't fire well out of paintball guns. So, yeah. Mm. Probably not. But yeah, my question would be, can we actually get those in Canada? You know, carry them in the bush for, for them, you know, bears. bear. It's bear. No, it's a rapid uh, dish spicing accessory. Oh, <laughs> there so we go. Spicy. For so camping. Spicy. It's someone's like, yo, this is too Ba-boom. mild. And you're like, boom. Boom. <laughs> no more. Double tap. Ba-boom. Yeah. <laughs> actually, I really think that's yeah, that a is good pretty idea. cool. I like that. You yeah. stuck that yeah. in the backpack, carry it out in the woods. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bullseye North has some cold steel knives. They've got yes. some that are branded. Slocking. Mm. Yeah, they look neat. That's that's a big logo. Very nice. Yeah. Yep. And then 
Uh, Wand Stalls has a Volkortsen shipment on the way in. So okay. if you're looking Ooh. for some Gucci 1022 parts, uh, they'll have them for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll also have some, I don't know, Gucci other parts as well. I mm. do need some 1022 Gucci parts to rebuild, to build my uh, Rayburn. If they're getting that crazy straight Change pull it in trigger or not. Well, actually, what I need to do is replace the entire trigger group, and then I can put that trigger group back into my stock 1022, and then I can sell it. Okay. So and what are you going to oh, yeah. replace it with? What do you want to yeah. replace it with? If I you're doing know. a whole, you're doing a cassette, right? Yeah, I need to replace the X? thing. Are you gonna go? Are you gonna pull the trigger on literally? Kid. Trigger, Let's get it. <laughs> yeah, uh, kid. Are you get Timony? What are you doing? Tell me, tell me. I kind of look into the Timony, but uh, it's beautiful. Oh come on, just don't. Uh. I, don't I know you. Uh, I don't know. BX, don't know. not much of an upgrade. No, yeah, I fired a BX, and I actually kind of liked it. I was like, okay, that's a difference. It's better. But then I'm like, it's, better. it's a hundred and twenty dollar difference. So I'm like, oh, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, if I can find it cheaper somewhere else. But, yeah. yeah, or go to a kid two stage trigger. Oh yeah, just only spend more than the price of a Ruger ten twenty two. It's only six hundred fifty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, a little bit pricey. A little pricey. Yeah. <sighs> so there you go. Timney Calvin Elite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, at that point, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of getting to the point when I'm shooting that when I was younger, I just sort of bought and currently still have just a lot of guns that I don't use all that often if I shoot them at all. I'm kind of like, I should sell all those and then just mm-hmm. buy a couple really, really nice guns that I'm yeah. actually going to enjoy shooting. Yeah. Which I kind of did with my AR-15s, but then I can't use them anymore. Anyway, yeah, so. I was just going to say, those are sitting in your safe and you can't use those. So let's yeah. buy some guns that you can actually really use. Yeah. I think that yeah. I need to do that too. I need to go through my safe. Upgrade. Upgrades. Yeah. Yep. Well, Speaking about upgrades. Go ahead. If you wanted like lots more power in your pistols, Northern oh, Elite wow. Firearms is uh, blowing out their uh, 500s. So if you're looking for something in Smith & Wesson 500, mm-hmm. I got a couple. What's that? I thought I had the link to uh, to just their 500s, but apparently I don't. And uh, yeah, they had a couple. Hmm. A couple of real stanky guns. <sighs> okay. Seriously, Drill. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on getting a new revolver? I every time I buy a revolver and I shoot you it, immediately I take it, I, sell I'm it. like, what the hell was I even thinking? Why did I buy this thing? <laughs> That's what I was saying. I got, saying. I got a buddy of mine who who really likes revolvers, and every time he sends me a picture, I'm like, why? What's what's the point? What is what is the point? Oh, it's shiny. Okay, cool, but shiny. <laughs> I want a single action revolver just to have one, but I have three revolvers right now, and I hate all of them. Then why are you? Buying another one. I'd get a cap and ball revolver. I'd get a cap and ball just to have one. Just sell it. Just sell them and then buy the one that you want. Yeah, Yeah. I kind of want a single action just because I I just like single actions. They're just cool. But I mean, I've got a a 455 Webley and it's just, I don't know. I don't know. It's ridiculous. It's too much shot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just Somebody out there is looking for one. You know that. Yeah, and I've got a 38. Well, it kind of matches my Luger because they're both 1917. So I'm like, mm. Mm. Ah, but I don't like the Luger either. 
garbage gums. Really? This is a big sale. Oh, look yeah. The Smith & Wesson. Those are terrible. Oh, Ooh. look at that. Just for 500, like 8.4 inch uh, barrel. <laughs> you know what this would be perfect for? Bear or deer. Yeah. I'd, That's I'd what have it's deer designed with that. for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You'd be able to nail a deer like way out there. Oh, and Mo, are we crazy or what? <laughs> <laughs> Would you recommend a Would you recommend a first time shooter using that at the range? Oh, for Ipsic, definitely. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> PPC maybe could be your PPC gun. Roll into your black badge with that thing yeah. in like a in like a textile holster with those yeah. like straps I'm on ready. it, multi fit. Yeah, yeah. Nice. and you have extra rounds in your pocket. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but only two of them because they're big and expensive. <laughs> How many? What's the round cat on this? Oh, I don't have that many rounds. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna have to do some reloading at lunch. Yeah, can I go to the store? <laughs> Has uh, anybody here one... ever fired one of these things? By the way, just as an yes. aside, I've yeah. fired a 500. It's yeah, it's fired at 500. <laughs> Stanky. Yeah, flies up in your hands. It's cool. Yeah, the only reason I know people own them is just so they can bring them out to the range and go here, fire this. That's yes, that was what would. Yeah. Still not Very as accurate. bad as a forty-five seventy revolver. I have not Ooh. fired one of those. I have not fired mm. one of those. That's ridiculous. They're fun. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just kind of hang on. Hope you don't <laughs> drop it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Uh, all Let's right. On. Uh, next one. Iron Guns has kind of something of an oddity. They've got the Chris Vector. These are considered pistols in the U.S. and they're selling them as pistols here in Canada, but they're uh, restricted. Uh, Chris Vector 22 pistols. They're five yeah, they're, they're not. Yeah, we don't consider them pistols though here. They're restricted here. Yeah. So they're a pistol. Basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. They, oh, yeah. Are they more yeah. reliable? Uh, I heard they were kind of flaky when they first came out. We were, I, don't I don't know. I haven't heard anything. We like we actually talked about it a little bit, but yeah, I haven't. Mm, I don't know. No Do you know idea. I mean? mm, me neither. That's cool. Like it's nice and compact. That's kind of neat. It's yeah, very nice compact. thing to carry around in the woods. If you could. If you mm. could. Yeah. Little groundhog but gun. Take it to the range. Got to get double taps taps on yeah. the uh, on the groundhogs. And then uh, Calgary Shooting Center has oh, some god. Ruger Wranglers. Oh god. They've got them in three different colors. <laughs> or oh look, bronze. Bronze, bronze, black, and silver. High ho, silver away. Silver. Silver. Bronze is like bronze is like, or the silver is like the ultimate unlock. Once you get your, uh, <laughs> once you get your red, red, redemption character I, up high enough, you get I one of these. I feel like we're losing all of our listeners that are actually revolver shooters because we're we're pooping. We're on talking them. about them so much, though. <laughs> I'm kind of crapping on them, but. <laughs> They can't Actually, hear us under the ten gallon, five gallon hats anyway. So they're yeah. okay. They're fun to play with. You just don't want to be seen they with are. them. That's it. Well, and the rely the reliability on these is probably really good. So if you wanted to take people for the to the range and, yeah, and have them true. shoot a revolver, this would be a good choice because it's, yeah, reverse, it's a reverse, so it's going to have some good quality. It's twenty two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Pretty hard to fire accidentally. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Single action should be good. So for that. yeah, this would be a yeah. perfect starter gun. Taking somebody something different to the range. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. There you go. The last one I have here is bring back our, uh, our uh, revolver listeners. Okay. Slowly. <laughs> uh, I think yeah, they'll, okay. they'll be mad. Where's this at? Uh, Great North Precision has a oh, 10% okay. off sale on Sitka. So if you're into uh, 
high end. You could call nice. them Gucci Gucci clothes, Gucci yes, hunting they clothes. Are. Uh, yeah. yeah, Sitka has uh, definitely has that uh, that end of the market, and oh god, uh, look at Twenty percent off. I would love oh. to go there and just roll. I don't see anything. All those pants. I see <laughs> racks of hangers. <laughs> I don't see anything else. Store, just roll <laughs> around in them, moaning. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't see is. the product, but uh, they say they're on sale, so it's kind of okay. Twenty percent yeah. off. Mm-hmm. Awesome. It's all good. Excellent. That's all you got to say about that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's get into the main topic, everybody. Hey, everybody. For tonight's main topic, we have Linda and Keith on from Milcon. They're actually going to be on tonight to talk about uh, mental management. It's one of the pieces that a lot of people have been asking about and quite frequent topics as well. So people who are are getting into um, guns, but specifically marksmanship, uh, are looking for how to take their game to the next level to go from being a good shooter to actually an excellent shooter. And the missing piece that most people are talking about is the mental management piece. Uh, so we thought we'd ask Linda and Keith to come on and they said, yes. So we're super excited to have you both on. So thank you for coming on. Our pleasure. Absolutely. We're excited to be here. You're drawing new people into this sport. This is outstanding. Yeah, it's, um, well, both you, so Linda and Keith, you were both uh, really well known in the uh, Canadian shooting sports. And uh, when we were talking about mental management, I said, there's one person that I really, I or two people, sorry, that we really need to get on. These people are the ones that, um, that Canadian shooters come and seek out um, and uh, come and basically uh, take courses with you. But not only that, you also have international shooters that come and take your courses. And you also, t- you coach some of our, our Canadian teams and take them to international success. So it's, we're super excited to have you, as I said. <laughs> so Wow. We- we sound pretty cool, Kelly. Thanks. Well, you are pretty cool. Not only that, <laughs> you're, sure. my, you're, uh, you're part of our circle, and you also you love to cook. And I love that about you, so I'm so super excited to come and see <laughs> so you. So do I. <laughs> you're part of our group. Anyways, okay, so uh, as part of it, why don't, um, like, I can actually tell everybody all about you, but we'd love to hear from you and, and how you've become involved in uh, shooting. Uh, why don't we actually start with Keith first, and then we'll switch over to Linda. Keith? How did you actually become involved in shooting and, and then it actually introduced Milcon as well? Well, I grew up on a farm on the Bruce Peninsula, um, and at a very young age, my parents uh, gave me a, uh, a 22, and uh, I would spend time when I'd have to go out and get the cows up or get the sheep up. I would take my 22 with me, and I'd shoot groundhogs and, and the likes. Um, at the time, uh, the Vietnam War was on when I was uh, in high school, and so I got interested uh, in, of course, it was televised, uh, mm-hmm. and so I got kind of interested in that, and um, um, so I ended up going down to the States, and um, and I was, actually, I was drafted, I was down there on a green card, and I was drafted into the, oh, really? uh, into the um, U.S. Army, and uh, when I got over there, uh, they were... Um, asking for volunteers to uh, go on a sniper course. And I thought, oh, there, that's what I want. That's what I want. So I went on the, on the, uh, the sniper course and got more and more interested uh, in what it takes to fire uh, good shots. And uh, when I got, got back, uh, and when I got out of, the, out of Vietnam and out of the U.S. Army, I came back to Canada and joined the uh, Canadian Army. And, uh, come to, and I was still very interested in shooting. 
And uh, so I ended up uh, getting on uh, rifle teams um, and ended up on a rifle team virtually every year of my entire uh, Canadian military career uh, to include uh, afterwards. I spent five years in the reserves and, uh, uh, and uh, I was a, a member of, a shooting member, a team captain and a coach uh, virtually my entire uh, Canadian uh, uh, Army career. So coming out of the coming out of the um, Canadian Army, it just seemed logical <clears throat> to uh, make make use of this kind of experience. And, and of course, Linda had an incredible background in business, mm-hmm. and uh, so we just started to link those two together. And of course, she had a, a background in shooting and, like, and loved to shoot as well. And so uh, that and her business background, we just put everything together, and uh, here we are. Yeah, overnight success uh, in 25 years. Right. So you actually talked about you're you're, uh, somebody who, well, you're actually somebody who is uh, a coach, uh, international certification for coaching, shooting um, coaching. And you also actually um, teach the hunter safety course as well as the Canadian firearms uh, course as well. But you're also somebody who's very experienced with with, um, gunsmithing as well. With what? Gunsmithing. Yes. Yes. Uh, when yeah. I got out of the uh, uh, American Army, uh, they offered us the uh, the GI Bill, and you could go off and be educated in anything you want, and, and they would pay for it. Uh, so I was uh, very interested in uh, in gunsmithing and, um, and took that course. It was uh, two years down at the Colorado School of Trades in uh, Colorado, and uh, after that, I worked for Williams Gunsight uh, for about a year. Uh, they were a, a major uh, gun shop in Davidson, Michigan, mm-hmm. and it was uh, from there that I uh, went back uh, back to Canada, um, wanting to get involved with the Canadian Army, and um, and so I continued to gunsmith as a as a hobby throughout my military career, and then once um, once Linda and I started up this business, then of course that became a um, a part of it, and uh, so we continued it on. And do you special do you specialize in PRS rifles specifically, or do you do pretty much everything? Uh, I guess I would say I specialize in in long range rifles. Okay. Uh, we do all kinds of gun work, of course, but um, I do like I do like the long range rifles. Okay, I'll get back to you in a few minutes, just uh, about some of the competitions that you've been in. Uh, we'll get Linda to tell us all about herself, and then also about the competitions she's involved been involved with, and also you guys have been in competitions together as a team as well. So, Linda, why don't you introduce yourself? Well, um, I guess I got introduced to guns because my dad thought that all young ladies should know how to shoot a gun and fill out a tax form. And, uh, <laughs> <Nice>. I agree. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I, I got my first exposure that way. Also, he wasn't a big hunter, but he thought it was right to take a child hunting. So, mm-hmm. Um, he did that as well, and uh, we got a bunny and a partridge, you know, and that was about the end of the hunting. And then uh, about, um, I don't know, 20, 30 years later, somebody said to me, Linda, you need a hobby that gets the world out of your head and gets you just focused, mm-hmm. uh, a Zen hobby. And so uh, one of my friends invited me down to uh, his shooting range, which was uh, in the basement of a fire hall in Toronto. And... Um, they handed me a rifle and a little pack of ammo and said, lie down on that 
little sports mat over there. And I said, lie down. You lie down to shoot a gun. No, no, you stand up to shoot a gun. He said, no, no, everybody lies down, lie down. So I did. And, and, um, the next thing I knew, they said, Linda, it's time to go home. And, uh, well, I, you know, so soon <laughs> it was two hours had gone by and I hadn't noticed. So, um, I was fully absorbed in it, and I thought this is this is something I like, this I enjoy. So I started going out regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the Toronto Sportsmen's Association, and they uh, they were just thrilled to have uh, fresh blood, as we all are, and um, they treated me just excellently. And they they said, uh, "Oh, Linda, we're having a a competition, a club match. Uh, we need uh, we need you to come on our team." And I said, "Don't be ridiculous. I'm not good enough to be on a team." And they said, no, no, you don't understand. Um, we can have as, as many as 10. Uh, the top five scores count. And we never have more than seven. So you can just come and shoot and enjoy yourself and meet some other shooters. And, and um, you know, no harm, no foul. And uh, so I went out and my score counted. Well, awesome. I was done. I was just done. I, I <laughs> loved it. I just, I just sought out competition all the time after that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I have I have those guys to thank. <laughs> um, and then I moved on to uh, I went through uh, sporting rifle to Canadian national champion. I went through. Um, then I was asked to um, to switch over to the Olympic style three position and air mm-hmm. rifle and all that stuff. And so I switched to that and made the uh, Canadian team in my first try. And awesome. um, uh, it was it was great. It was it really was and. Um, so I went to uh, some uh, World Cups as part of the Canadian team and uh, um, and uh, did pretty much everything I could in small bore. I got my co- coaching credentials um, and, and had an extremely good time. And it was it was a, a great team at the time because they really reinforced that anybody who was national team had an obligation to coach. So we would hold um, junior training camps and and everybody was expected to come out and coach unless they, you know, it was too onerous for them from a work or a travel point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, that was an excellent way to do things. I met yeah. some of the best coaches in Canada through mm-hmm. that process. Um, then I took up, I met Keith and took up all the bad guns, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Nice work. All games. Yeah. Then, so I learned to, I already had learned to shoot pistol. I had my paperwork. That's as much as I had really done. I'd taken some pistol coaching courses. I was more competent coaching than shooting. Okay. Um, but um, but uh, the AR, that was a whole new experience. I mean, I my first um, service rifle match at Nationals um, the year I turned 49, and I finished the rundown. I'm darn proud of it. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> and uh, Keith was very good to build me a gun anytime I needed anything for, for yeah. a new sport. I did the the precision sniper rifle series and uh, and did that to the national level and, and won that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we won it as pairs many times, and I won it as uh, the individual champion. And yeah. um, and uh, and <laughs> we did the target rifle, you know, with the sling and the iron sights, and we mm-hmm. did the F class and. Uh, all through this, of course, you, you're coaching. You have to coach. You must coach. There aren't enough coaches. So anybody mm-hmm. who can shoot and can think and can get involved and do some good that way. 
it's nice to give back to the community that's given you so much as well. So, and, uh, yeah, obvi- yeah and obviously a lot yeah, yourself and, as well. Yeah. Well, exactly. I, I really like what you mentioned about, uh, uh, like pretty much making it mandatory that co- once you, once you get to a certain point, you have to coach because that, that builds in like a self-perpetuating, getting people coaching, coaching up the next, uh, mm-hmm. uh yep. the next yep. tranche of, uh, <laughs> of shooters up. Uh, and it's otherwise a lot of the times something like this can, can dead end itself. Right. You just yeah. end up with a bunch of great yeah. shooters, just shooting, 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 and then eh, don't shoot anymore. And then that's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And nothing passes along. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Another so, accomplishment that Linda did that she, she omitted was, uh, oh, yeah. in 1999, she became the first woman to win the Ontario Lieutenant Governor's. That's right. Um, that, that match had been going on for 150 some years. And wow. Linda's the first woman to have ever won that. And in 2008, uh, she was the first, and, and as far as I know right now, the only woman to ever won the Canadian Sniper uh, uh, Rifle Championship. Um, so Some serious credibility, uh, uh, street creds there, and then you're mm-hmm. coaching that as well. It's, yeah. I think, but, Lynn, I think Lynn is one of the best coaches, certainly the, the best coach that I've, I have ever uh, met and uh I wish I could start my life all over again, Aww. knowing her at a, at a younger age. Oh, this makes um, me cry. <laughs> uh, the thing, the thing that Linda does uh, is she doesn't look at bullet holes; she looks at the shooter. Uh, yeah. She coaches the shooter, not bullet holes. And you'll see a lot of other coaches always yeah, coaching by looking through the spotting scope, looking at the the bullet holes. Mm-hmm. And you can't get the bullet holes in the right place until you get the shooter sorted out. Yep. You've got to start at the yeah. shooter. And the bullet holes will just automatically be there for you. Yeah. So it's it's so nice to give uh, to see you giving Linda so much credit. But I know that Keith, you're quite accomplished <laughs> as well. So why don't you tell us about some of the accomplishments that you've been able to achieve over your shooting career, Keith? Um, I think um, in in the uh, service conditions, I probably did more winning in the service conditions than anywhere mm-hmm. else. The uh, Dominion of Canada Rifle Association uh, had an event called the National Service Conditions, Service Conditions Championship. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it involves uh, pistol, uh, tactical rifle, serv- or service rifle, and sniper rifle. And um, although I've only won the pistol once, I've came second and third uh, more times than I like to think about. Uh, in uh, in service rifle, um, I've won four national. Uh, championships with that and um, again seconds and thirds that I don't want to think of those. and uh, <laughs> it's all the same somehow yeah, yeah. In, uh, in sniper rifle I've won that championship I think more times than any I think it was eight times for that wow and um, what was it? Uh, service rifle was four pistol was one. oh the uh, three gun championship mm-hmm. uh, that was uh, I think six times and that's where you take the scores from all three of those and, and add them together. Mm-hmm. So we made it into the uh, DCRA's um, Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame for founder, for service rifle, for target rifle. Mm-hmm. And we made it into the Canadian Forces uh, Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And I guess that was about it. Uh, just about um, it. <laughs> That's all. I think wow. I've won. <laughs> all the, just won all I think the I've things. I've won 100. And, yeah. I think I've won 168 uh, provincial and national matches right. uh, in my life. 
And you've also shot for us internationally as well, like at Bisley as well. Um, oh, yeah. I've been to Bisley on, on both the service rifle uh, team as well as the target rifle team more times than anybody. I don't think there's anybody that's even come close to uh, that kind of double record. It was a, a, a fantastic go. The service rifle was shot first in Bisley, and so I'd go over there with the Army team and I'd shoot the service rifle, and, and then uh, I'd just move move out of the military quarters and move straight into the uh, Canadian pavilion that was there that the that the target rifle could stay in and just pick up a different rifle and carry right carry on. on. And I'd end up yeah. over there for nearly a month and a half or so of uh, just shooting. So Nice. And then uh, and now you guys actually are taking that. You've been talking about coaching. Now you've taken that coaching piece and you've actually coached, are going to uh, our Canadian Armed Forces members and you're coaching them as well as individuals uh, as well that are not part of the military. And you've actually coached people to, to the uh, Queen's Medal and you've actually um, uh, basically... Uh, People taking people and uh, coach them to their own championships as well. Um, yeah, we coached uh, 13 individuals to uh, a Queen's Medal, and of course, the Queen's Medal is the highest uh, award given in the Canadian Forces for mm-hmm. uh, marksmanship. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keith uh, was running teams and doing all that stuff when I met him, and he he uh, would encourage me to come out. And at first I thought it was because he just, you know, loved to have me there. And then I realized. <laughs> then of I course realized he does. <laughs> all the guys are trying to learn position shooting. And that's, that's my specialty position mm-hmm. shooting. I, that's where I grew up, you know, and, yeah. uh, and it's much easier to coach it uh, for service rifle. If you've already coached it for something that's mm-hmm. uh, fussy and demanding, like, um, uh, Olympic style uh, small bore, so okay. it was uh, it was a lot of fun, and I, I did have to learn the sitting position. I had never shot that, <laughs> but um, the others are actually more difficult, so that worked out well. It was it was fun to watch uh, Linda coach uh, the military guys. You know these big, big tall ass kickers <laughs> to get in, fold themselves <laughs> into little position, <laughs> and uh, and she would mold them and push them and and prod them into uh, a much better position. Yeah, uh, and that's where those Queen's medalists uh, came from. Was uh, uh, just a, a plain better position than they ever had before. Mm-hmm. Get into the position, get, build a solid foundation, and uh, I like what you said about what Linda does. She looks at the shooter as opposed to the bullet holes, and if you're able to do that and get the guys into something that's more, uh, you know easily to get into and and um, something that's comfortable for them, they're actually going to be a better shooter, more accurate as well. Yeah, if you don't have your fundamentals down, you're not going to repeat anything. So yeah, so sorry, Linda. We want to want to just make one little amendment to the way you phrase that. We don't okay. we don't care if it's comfortable. Oh, yeah, actually, you know what? <laughs> you're absolutely right. Like, when I coach people, it's like, I don't care if you're uncomfortable. It just can't hurt. If you're hurting yourself, then you're not. But yeah. Yeah. get used to it and get into those positions. And once you actually get into those positions and you do it frequently, it's not going to be uncomfortable anymore. But yeah, exactly just right. And, build and it sometimes right. it hurts. Sometimes it hurts at the start because those muscles and tendons haven't been stretched properly. That's and true. So it takes a little while to, to get that sorted out, but we still push for right rather than comfort. Yeah, that's we don't, we don't want to too. damage anybody, that's for sure. But yeah, it can be a little bit um, uncomfortable. Difficult. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So the caveat that, yeah, we have to put in there, you shouldn't actually have to go to the hospital after getting into a seated position. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but, but, you know, you know when, we, when we train cops and soldiers, we push them pretty hard because yeah. they, they need it. And um, if they're not pumping Ad, Advil, then, you know, yeah. they figure we haven't done our job. <laughs> yeah. And that's actually perfect. The, after a full day with you, you should be able to be, ex- you should be exhausted both mentally and physically and need a good yeah. hot tub, a couple of Advil and maybe, you know, a little a bit of alcoholic, uh, alcohol beverage. Relax, <laughs> and that's just, just a small amount. <laughs> just a small. Yeah. Okay. So now that we've known all about you, tell us a little bit about Milcon as well, and then we'll get into the um, mental piece. So where are you guys located? Uh, we'll, you're here in Ontario. Yeah, we're just north of uh, of Kinmount by uh, by uh, six kilometers south of Minden by about eleven okay. or so, and uh, on uh, on Highway One Twenty One. Okay. Uh, we spent about uh, two years looking for a property. We lived at Burnt River at the time, which is about twenty five kilometers from where we are now, and um, we drove all over Ontario uh, looking for. Uh, a property that would be suitable for what we wanted to, to do. Uh, and that all got started uh, when uh, Linda and I were um, in a, having dinner one time in a restaurant. And um, I had mentioned that uh, when I was in the military, I uh, often uh, wished I could have had a range uh, or, or walk, be able to walk down a range road. And off of that road would be these various ranges uh, that uh, we'd be there, that would be there. And uh, Linda said, well, She'd always wanted a property big enough that she could get lost on. And we both sort of looked at each other across the table and said, It was stars in your eyes. <laughs> so we drew this all out on a napkin as to what we were uh, wanting to, to see. And then uh, Linda was, was working in, the, in Toronto at the time. And I was still um, in the military up in, uh, in North Bay. And we would meet on weekends uh, in a particular area of Ontario and search the area for land. We'd go talk to uh, real estate agents and and uh, and township councils and that sort of stuff to try to find this property. Only to find it, eventually find the property 25 kilometers from where we live. So we developed that into uh, into ranges. It was all bushland, and we developed yeah. it into the various ranges that we've got there now. And uh, and uh, that's how it uh, that really got started. And now people come from all over the world to come and do courses with you. They have, yeah. We've had yeah. them from uh, from Africa, Germany, Australia, Bermuda, yeah, Bermuda. all across Canada, every wow. province. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk a little bit more about milk on the courses that you're going to be offering. I know that COVID has actually impacted your ability to hold these courses. And I know that Linda, you've been scrambling to reschedule everything, but uh, yeah, I know me too. Only three times. <laughs> Anyways, so we're I'm going to talk. So familiar with event right now. <laughs> Sorry. I said, I'm so familiar with event right oh, now. Oh, I know. Yeah. Oh God, not again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to talk about upcoming courses in just a little bit, but I do want to get into the marksmanship uh, piece of it. Now you about you've written uh, both you and Ke- uh, Keith and Linda. You've written two uh, well-known uh, books. The first one is on the the wind book for rifle shooters. So understanding wind, uh, but the other one was the secrets of uh, mental marksmanship. 
Is it The Secrets or The Power? I've seen both titles. Um, it's it's called The Secrets on the cover, and and most of the inside re- refers to power. Okay. Um, it started because I had it as power, thinking personal power. Okay. And, uh, and when Paladin Press was our first publisher, uh, got hold of it, they said Secrets would be way more inviting, so they changed it on the cover, but never uh-huh. changed it on the rest. So that's, that's how that happened. Yeah. Tony, Tony yeah. Robbins would have eventually sued you. <laughs> well, that's exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah. And Secrets is so mysterious. Anyways, <laughs> so uh, well, go ahead. And it is the deep, dark secrets. It's the thing yeah. that lots of people won't share for several reasons. Sometimes they can't articulate it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they think it's a sufficiently uh, strong competitive advantage that they don't want to articulate yeah. it. And yeah. and other times they don't know what their own magic is. They they really just don't know what what it is that they do right. Or yeah, they don't know what they do right, or they don't know actually what they need to do to do right. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 A good so, friend of ours who won uh, uh, six or seven Queen's medals, uh, and I can't take uh, credit for those, but uh, he won them, and he oftentimes said that uh, he he did not um, he did not understand. Uh, what it was that uh, that put him in a winning position. He said, as, as long as I kind of thought this way and kind of did it this way, I would win, and winning was easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it wasn't until uh, he got involved with uh, uh, mental marksmanship that, uh, that he started to be able to put names on things and call, call it things and work in that direction. Mm-hmm. Maybe he found out what, yeah, that's exactly, uh, he just did it intuitively and he built a process around it. So actually, why don't we talk about that? Let's get into mental management then. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm just telling everybody what it's all about. Okay. So what is mental management and why is it important? Hmm. Well, um, if you were going to, you said earlier uh, that what you're trying to do with uh, the young folks starting with you is you're trying to mold their bodies into a specific shape so and tell them they have to do it this way and they need to practice it often enough that they can repeat it mm-hmm. so they're doing it the same way every time. Um, and what we do is we take that same approach with the mind. Mm-hmm. So we want to tell them how they should be thinking. We want them to practice that. We want them to do it the same way every time mm-hmm. until they develop enough skill to do it on autopilot. About 90% uh, of your success uh, in any activity, any physical activity will come from the way you think. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if you keep thinking, uh, oh, whatever you do, don't miss, don't miss, uh, you know, don't screw this up. Uh, then all your, all your thinking then are the ways that you can screw it up. But if instead <laughs> you're thinking, okay, um, what did I have to do to get the last shot uh, in the center? Okay, let's just do that again. Well, now you've got your mind going in a, diff- a much different direction and working for you now instead of against you. Right. So that's exactly it. You build that process. I We were talking to somebody and they were talking about, so it was archery, but uh, when they were looking at the mental piece of it they were and preparing for it, they wrote down all the steps or they thought they wrote down all the steps and then they actually practiced it. And they thought they actually had about 20 steps to, uh, to actually release their arrow. And then when they actually went through the steps, they found out that they had almost 100 steps. And it's that whole mental piece and that repeatability and doing it every time. And that, I think that's what we're trying to build into it. Um, I think, I think your example there, 
you're talking about 20 and 100 steps, you, you'd have to simplify that dramatically okay. uh, to, to make it work better. Um, our mental program, I think, has, what, five steps or something like that. And, three, three to five. Yeah. Really? Three to five, yeah. Oh. Yeah. And it's got to be simple. Um, uh, or you want, you're not going to be able to get through them all in time, and you're not going to remember them all. So mm. it has to be simple. For example... Our basic mental program for, for pistol is float, squeeze, and wait. You float, you let the, the sights are never, ever at rock still, so you just let yeah, them float. Uh, float, squeeze, uh, it's a steady increase of pressure on the trigger, and you wait. You wait for the shot to go off. If you make the shot go off, then you know exactly when to flinch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're waiting for it and it goes off as a surprise, and that's what that means, uh, you don't know exactly when this shot's going to go off. It's going to go off in the next second or so, but you don't know exactly when. Well, then that good shot's already gone by the time uh, the mind says, oh, oh, you're supposed to flinch when you hear that noise. Well, too late. It's already, been, already a good shot's been fired. So your mind's telling you to flinch. Okay. <laughs> you're, already, you're already behind the eight ball on that. <laughs> so yeah, you so said, go ahead. Needs to be simple. Needs yeah. to be simple. Really okay. In fact, I don't know if you've heard the KISS principle. Oh, yeah. Uh, keep it simple. Stupid. Well, we changed that because that's, uh, I could never figure out why keeping it simple was stupid. Uh, we changed that to keep it simple smart. So new, new oh. KISS principle there, everybody. New KISS principle. Keep it simple smart. <laughs> I actually like that better. <laughs> yeah. When In your book, you're the um, mental... Um, the, the secrets of mental marksmanship. You actually have a diagram there that I actually was really interested in. Can you kind of describe it? It has your subconscious mind, your conscious mind, and then your self-image. And it's like, sure. okay. So, so what we're trying to do there is say you've got three mental skill areas that you need to be able to develop. And usually it's best to develop them somewhat separately. They typically develop somewhat unevenly, but you need all three of them working together to uh, to strengthen your mental process enough to become a successful mental shot. So the conscious is is where all the things are that your brain knows, and you know it knows them, and it's going to order you around. It's kind of bossy. Um, so it thinks it's being very helpful. It doesn't mean to be interfering with anything, but if you let it, it will interfere with your shot process. It will make you do things in a very functional stepwise way and not take advantage of the other major skill area. It, it will make you fire the shot right now. Yeah. Okay. And what you want to do is you want to occupy the conscious mind in a productive role so that you can let the subconscious mind fire the perfect shot. Okay. And, and the subconscious mind for a quick interpretation of what it is, it's your autopilot. It's where you commit everything you know, so that it can be done without you having to think about it. And the, the big thinker, of course, is the conscious mind. So the whole point of the, of the mental program is to occupy the conscious mind, giving credible direction to the subconscious mind. Checklist. A checklist. Okay. So if you're occupying the conscious mind, your subconscious mind, so if you actually have built in a process where you, let's be real, people actually have, for lack of a better term, a mental, um, um, what's it called? Um, 
mental program? Uh, muscle muscle memory. And it's something oh, you've done over and over and over and over again. Let's say it is actually not something that's uh, incorrect in the way that you do it. Maybe they've trained and it's and it's they've perfected it. So you have that mental or sorry, muscle memory. That's where your subconscious mind can take over with Yes and yes and and um, oh good, I like the ants. Go ahead. <laughs> Picture, picture you sh- yourself shooting a shot, and and you know the the reticle or the sights uh, are constantly in movement. Even even for the very top best Olympic prone shooters, they're still moving. Yeah, uh, you probably can't see it, but but they you know they are. And so what happens is you want the shot to be fired in the correct bit of nanosecond ahead of being centered. So the shot placement will actually, when, yes. Will will change depending on your conscious mind making a decision Mm -hmm. and the sights being in the right place. So the conscious mind waits until the sights are in the middle and then says, squeeze. Too late. Too late. It's already moved on. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) So what what you want to do is train the subconscious, let it train itself, by watching sight pictures and observing you squeezing the trigger until it understands what the movement is, what it does, what it means, how much, how much time it takes, and then you let it take over. Mm-hmm. And that's the hurdle a lot of intermediate shooters have, mm-hmm. is that they won't let it go. Mm-hmm. They won't trust to the subconscious. Mm-hmm. And you must. Yeah. Your conscious mind can't do that job well. Right. It can do other jobs well, but not that one. It's the message between your eyes and what you're seeing as opposed to allowing it. It's kind of people wait. They wait until the perfect shot and then they fire the shot. Yeah, and it's already gone. And it's already gone. Yeah, can, already you, gone. can you talk about how self-image is really important in in that whole thing as well? Because we've talked about subconscious and conscious. Now we've, we're adding in the self-image as well. One of the, one of the things, I, the stories I like to tell about the self-image is... Uh, I was I was doing a demonstration. Linda and I do a live and dry demonstration here frequently, and uh, Linda couldn't be there, so I, I asked somebody to come, another good shooter. Excuse me, come from the from the crowd, assistant instructor. In fact, I knew him to be a good shot. And I figured he could do what he needed to do, uh, but it turned out he couldn't he couldn't handle the pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I ended up taking over, and we swapped around and, and whatnot. And so I took over the shooting. And uh, later on in the classroom, one of the one of the uh, guys, one of the students said, my God, the pressure you must have been in there uh, to have to take over shooting like that right in front of everybody. And at that exact moment, and I looked at him kind of strange and said, no, there was no pressure. Uh, Linda and I have done this demonstration 100 times. I'm well aware of what has to happen and how to do it. Would you feel pressure if I asked you to go over there and open that door? And he said, well, no. I said, why? Well, because I've opened hundreds of doors. Well, exactly. I have fired hundreds of shots in that exact same situation. I know exactly how to do it, and, and uh, uh, there's no stress involved in it at all. And I think that that's a, a classic example of self-image. You mm-hmm. need to practice correctly so many times that it's uh, you feel the same amount of pressure uh, firing a shot as you do when you're going to open a door. Mm-hmm. Done it before. You're just going to do it the same again. I think that's what people are. Oh, sorry, good. 
One of the uh, subjects you uh, you mentioned earlier this evening was talking about the difference between uh, process and outcome goals, and that's yeah. yourself very tightly tied to your self-image because all of our goals are process. We don't do outcome goals at all. Mm-hmm. Um, outcome is what happens when you uh, op- your, operate a process. So we focus on where you can control it, not not at the other end. Mm-hmm. Um, those those process goals, we have to train people how to do that, what how to articulate them, what to say, what to focus on, because they have they don't have the self image of being a good shooter, a successful shooter. So we we train them in that. We have another device we use called performance analysis, a little bit lengthy to get into in a interview situation like this, but that's where we help them train their minds to think positively and state mm-hmm. things in positive ways, productive mm-hmm. ways, ways that will move them forward. Uh, that's what we find a lot of sort of balking at the gate, as my, my farm mom would say. <laughs> you have people that, that set their goals and use the language that, that predicts failure. And yeah. I mean, why would you do that? My goodness, <laughs> it's hard enough out there when you're positive about it. Um, so we have to sort of retrain the language, and we use this this written device called uh, performance analysis to do that. Okay. So what what you're talking about is like people. So I think what uh, Keith was talking about is that self image, and you're talking about process and also that language and and reprogramming that. We find that people actually when they get into a competition, or when I what I find is when people get into a competition, they put so much pressure on themselves, mm-hmm. and then they actually focus on shooting. And if they miss, then they're actually in that they go down that hole or that rabbit hole, and then they start the negative thought process and talk and the self talk where yeah. they start beating themselves up and start swearing and really what they need. <laughs> do is yeah. say i'm good enough i'm smart enough people like me <laughs> but you know, I, I was at a match a couple of years ago and there was an excellent excellent shooter there and he's way way better than me i'm just there to shoot and have fun and he pulled one shot at like 500 yeah. yards he was and i mean he wasn't off by much but he pulled the shot and my coach that was there with me walked over to him and said oh man what was that with that one shot I was terrible. And then he just walked by and the guy blew the entire day from that on. He could not hit a damn thing. <laughs> Couldn't hit anything because he focused on that. So You're exactly right. And bringing up self-talk as part of it. That's how we train that self-image as mm-hmm. well as is how we deal with self-talk. And um, that's why I immediately left process because it's, 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 that's how you get at it. <laughs> Oftentimes uh, when we're working with our students, uh, we have a little phrase right on the tip of our tongue. You got a better way to say that? Uh, they'll say uh, they'll say something. Damn, I missed that. When we go, you got a better way to say that? Or, I like geez, that. I screwed that. Up. Better way to say that? Yeah. Uh, remember, remember what a miss is. All a miss is is, is data. Yeah, uh, it's so opportunity get- for the next shot. There you go. That's it. To make it the best <laughs> shot, you can't. So my my coaching or my advice to people after they actually they miss is that shot's long gone. You can't do anything about it. Let's practice or let's make this shot that you're working on right now. Let's make it the best shot you can make it. Forget about something that you is already gone. You can't actually change that. The past is the past. Let's let's look at the future. That's so with with that thought in mind, one of the things we preach is focus focus on the positive. Focus on the good things exactly. and forget the bad things. They, they, whatever data you can get from them to improve the next shot, fine. 
but then get right rid of it and focus on and, and analyze what you do right. Mm-hmm. And what you do wrong will just get pushed out of the way. Mm-hmm. And that's a where lot that... more fun. <laughs> and it's, people respond better to that, too. And they're, they're going to enjoy it. By the way, I'm a huge fan of shooting, obviously. But it has to be fun as well. If it's not fun, why are you doing it? So, And you're going uh-huh. to have more fun if you're actually able to process that material and, and to hit what you're trying to hit as well. And achieve your goals. Yeah. yeah. Exactly right. It gets more and more fun the better you are at it. Yeah, yes, it does. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. At this yeah. point, I would have fun just shooting with the guys. Even if I yeah. do terrible, it would be fine. <laughs> I just yeah. miss it so much. So uh, part of it is one of the things that I did want to ask you about was training plans. Do you have training plans that you give to your athletes or your your students that you send away from? I'm not asking for secrets. We're all going to come and see you. But is there anything specific you send people home with? No, what we do is we teach them how to how to set a goal for a practice. Okay. And that's as far as we really ever get with them. Certainly, when, when we were doing national team stuff, we had training plans that would go over a longer period. The typical one for, um, for Olympic shooting is four years, the quadrennial, because that's the competition period. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, for something like uh, the guys going on the Bisley team, um, they might have had training plans leading up to making the Bisley team, but we usually would only have a four or five, six weeks with them before we took them to Bisley. So then the training plan would be focused over that period of time. Okay. But the, the training plans are not magical and, and they don't, they don't add that much to the process. If you can't structure a proper training, a practice session, because that's, that's the kernel unit. That's the smallest unit of, uh, that you would plan for. The, um, the very basic training plan, there's two steps to it. <laughs> one is to to learn what it takes to fire a good shot, step one. And step two is repeat step one until the match is over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's really yeah, that's really it. <laughs> but uh, we do like to to to, uh, uh, to progress if we've got the time uh, in stages. And of course, the very first stage of this is, you know, can you shoot a group? Um, a group is going to tell us that the, the rifle's working right, the ammo's working right, the sight's working right, and you're working right. And if, uh, if you're not getting a group, then you've got to look at each one of these, these four steps and see which one uh, needs, to, uh, needs to be fixed. Uh, but everything's in the group. And so if you can't, if you can't shoot a, a nice group on a fairly relaxed training day, it's not going to get easier uh, no. in competition. So yeah. you have to master the group first. Yeah. And I think that's where you guys come into um, on how to master that. And then basically people, you training, training, best practices, training plans, whatever it is, you're going to give that to them. They're going to go home back to their own range. Uh, well, if they're lucky enough, they have a home range uh, and uh, take that, that material that they learn it with you with their, your one day course or whatever it is uh, and then take it back and then just practice it, practice it, practice it. And uh, it, again, it becomes muscle memory or, or instinctual. And that's, you're going back to the guy that you were talking about and he didn't know what he was doing, but he was actually, um, you know, winning and, and he kept winning because he was able to actually incorporate it into the process. Yeah. Yeah. And we hate one day courses, by the way. Okay. Awesome. Uh, good. <laughs> Let's get, okay. Go ahead. We're going to talk about courses now. <laughs> Cause I'm coming. <laughs> um, 
so we are doing, um, uh, given the current situation, uh, mm-hmm. we are in fact doing a uh, mental marksmanship seminar this year. Okay. Uh, originally scheduled for April, then June, but now it's scheduled for the 10th of October. So I think we're safe out there. Okay. Um, you should you should try and come to it. Yes, you should. I, I, why don't I check my like schedule? Because <laughs> I really, really <laughs> like to. What other courses? Do you... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. It's a Sunday. Oh. Both have Sunday off. Okay. Commune with the uh, shooting spirits on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what other courses do you offer besides the uh, mental management? Because I know that you offer quite a few. You offer both for, um, as you we said, your military as well as uh, police services and also civilian as well. So what types of courses do you offer? Um, for civilians, we um, offer a five-day uh, enhanced long-range rifle skills. We take them from how to fit their rifle, how to shoot a good shot, how to shoot a group through out to the 600. Get with, zero. Oh, yeah, get zero. Um, out to the 600 uh, meters and um, it's it's uh, five days and um, I think most everybody grows by leaps and bounds um, mm-hmm. it's not a beginner's course it's kind of an intermediate course okay um, quite a few people we have do, taken that course and are very impressed with it mm-hmm. we do uh, we do a lot of the basic stuff right at the start because not a, not everybody has that solid foundation but, that we have to build on and the, the ones that do um, feel some comfort in thinking, oh, yeah, okay, I got this, right? So it's mm-hmm. helpful for, for everybody. We come to find out, you know, that the shooting of a shot uh, at 600 meters is exactly the same as shooting a shot at 100. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as the shooter's concerned, you let the gun take care of the distance and right. you have to apply a bit of wind, but uh, the firing of the shot's exactly the same. Yeah. The fundamentals and the foundation are exactly the same. Yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah. And then you also actually, you do need to incorporate the ballistics and, and that as well. But uh, so if people are actually wanting to take this course, these courses, you have them available online. And are they really up to date now that COVID's over? No, COVID's not um, over. Let's be real. What they need <laughs> to do, they need to contact us by email. Those courses, we're running two of them this year. They're both okay. um, overbooked and wait, oh, waitlisted. So okay. Um, but if somebody's interested, uh, I'll uh, let them know how to try to get on to 2022. Okay, that's perfect. Um, Fantastic. Yeah. Um, we ha- are also doing two wind courses this year, same course, okay. twice. Okay. Um, we haven't been doing them because we used to we used to do them on the Canadian Forces bases, and uh, that got yeah. to be um, uh, somewhat mm-hmm. in- inappropriate. Okay. Onerous, yes, that's the word. Onerous? Um, so <laughs> onerous. Yeah. Okay. We uh, we're widening widening our range so that we get a little bit uh, less subtle wind. Our wind before was sneaky, and it's hard to teach sneaky to new shooters or yeah. new wind readers. So okay. we're trying to make it uh, what I call a Crayola wind. You know, it's very broad brush. Very yes, it's there I see it. Okay, oh I didn't yeah. set for it, and yes I see what it does to my shot. You know, that's the kind of learning that you need. Yeah. Um, so we're offering those. Um, one in August and one in October now, um, I might have uh, a, a space on one of them because uh, when you change the date three times, not everybody can reset their calendar. So yeah. people have been very good, though. Yeah. Very, very good. I'm very sure understand. 
I'm sure that you'll actually be able to fill it up. People are are just wanting to get out and shoot. Uh, COVID's actually yeah. impacted so many people in their ability to actually shoot. Uh, we don't know if uh, service service conditions nationals are going to be being held or not. We don't know anything. Uh, we'll know probably in a little bit. But um, yeah, once these courses are solidified and we're able to go to them, I'm sure that you'll actually again have those wait lists and so many people yeah. going to them. Uh, you have those two books available. Where can people purchase both of them? Are, um, like, they're they're online. Okay. On on um, it up here so that I'd be able to answer this properly. Um, they're all available either on Amazon.ca or .com, and and if you're from uh, someplace other than the states or Canada, there's there's a place to buy the buy them as well, and okay. they can just uh, contact me and I'll set them up to find okay. those. Cool. Buy them through Amazon uh, and have it delivered to your door. Yep. Um, we also have um, a, a couple of Facebook pages. We have Perfect. one for the Milken Training Center, which mm-hmm. is just general information uh, about the ranges and, and what's going on that way and uh, and our main courses. We also run a club here called the Operational Shooting Association. So we have a Facebook page called OSA Canada. Mm-hmm. And um, that's... Uh, in tune with uh, what we're doing on weekends for the club members and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then we have one called Marksmanship Tip of the Day. I know, I share those. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is not of the day anymore. I know. Uh, I, don't, I don't have means to change the name. Uh, a very dear friend of ours set it up and then uh, Facebook changed their software for managing mm-hmm. the rotation of the tips. Uh, three times in a row and he had had it by the time we got to the third time. Yeah. So um, it's more like every week or two, there's a new tip, uh, but they're straight out of the secrets of mental marksmanship book. So yeah. it, mm-hmm. if somebody thinks they don't want to put up the 40 bucks for the book, they can go yeah. and read some of the tips. We share, I share it regularly. I manage the uh, project maple seed um, pages. Yeah. And so yeah. with, with, uh, instructing people on marksmanship there. Uh, actually, we have a little bit of a relationship with Mil- you guys at Milkon too. And so yeah. I, sh- I like sharing those because the, the information is, is, is short, sweet, and to the point, but the tips are incredible. If you actually use those tips, you will, your marksmanship will increase significantly as well. So they're really, really good tips. Oh. Go and thank you. Go and join the Facebook page. You'll get those tips and it'll help you with your shooting. So if you can't get to Milcon, I, I highly recommend going and taking a course. But if you live in like, I don't know, Alberta and you can't go, uh, just even buy the book and, and work on those, those tips that you, you well, use. We've had students here before from Alberta. I know. <laughs> <laughs> just a little drive. Yeah, it's not no, that bad. It's okay. Um... Sponsors, do you want to give a shout out to some of your sponsors? I know you have a ton of them, but is there anybody in particular you want to actually just say thank you to or? No, I think all of our, all of our suppliers are, are, are our sponsors and yeah. they all do this incredibly well. I'd hate to mention one and forget another. Yeah. Um, you have a lot. On our, on our, uh, on our webpage, uh, the milken.com webpage has the, uh, 
has them all listed with their logos and mm-hmm. and links and um, yeah, they're they're awesome. I can't t- I can't tell you enough good stuff about the uh, businesses in Canada. They really do everything they can um, behind the scenes mm-hmm. to make sure that we still have a shooting community. Yeah, they do. You have some great sponsors on there as well. I support them all. Yeah. Uh, so. You talked about the website. If people want to get a hold of you, they can actually go through the website. Your email address and everything is there, is it? Um, uh, sporadically. Okay. Um, I, I, I get annoyed with screen scrapers after, and then I take them down. And then after a little while, I put them back up. So here's the thing. Email us at milken at simpatico.ca. That is our native root, root, root email. Perfect. It's M-I-L-C-U-N at simpatico.ca and you know it's old because we're still using that. Yeah, okay. Can, can anybody figure out where we come up with that name, Milken? Military No. <laughs> Miss Cunningham, I'm guessing. Oh Miller and Cunningham. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, I'm <laughs> right. Keep it simple, right? Yeah. Special prize for you. Yeah. <laughs> but to see where my mind automatically goes, mil no. Military. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. Right. And you've also been pronouncing it Milcon. And of course that comes from the, the military as well. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you can tell what my history is like, right? As, anyways. <laughs> Milcon. I've totally been pronouncing it totally wrong all this time. Okay. <laughs> now I feel <laughs> like an totally idiot. When we met, um, of course, of course, Keith is is so military as flat screen, and I had absolutely no military or police in my background whatsoever. I mean, an uncle who went to war, you know, this is it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Keith kind of he was the one that suggested the name, and I thought, well, that's really nice. He's kind of put me first. That's cool. And then I realized <laughs> a few years later that, that everybody he knew would think it was mil- military concentration. <laughs> 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 Hey, it is what it is, but it's sweet. I think that, you know, the two of you together, you guys are such a great um, pair as well. And it was really actually oh. quite sweet that, you know, Keith and you were complimenting each other in the interview as well. So <laughs> oh, it's so nice to see. Aww. Thank you. Those Thank that you. shoot Thank together, you. stay together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's strength in all this uh, mental marksmanship stuff. <laughs> yeah, there is. <laughs> Well, I wanted to say thank you very, very much for coming on. It's uh, been a fantastic show tonight. I really, really appreciate you taking the time out of your, I know, incredibly busy day and coming on and uh, sharing some information with us about marksmanship and then also about the courses. Again, you know, we're, we're going to get out to see you and hopefully this COVID will allow you to have many more, more courses and fill them up and provide our shooters here in Canada with some some great practices and training for you know for shooting yeah Yeah. thanks so much for coming on you guys thank you thank you for inviting us we really do appreciate it thanks very much thank you so much guys have a good night good night all right thanks once again to linda and keith for coming on and probably one of my most favorite subjects to talk about and yeah we uh, i kind of feel like we actually cut it short it was a long interview but we kind of cut it short. Could have gone too. on for a while. We could have talked gotta, about a whole lot get them more. On again. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that would be so good. Yeah. Anyways, they, okay. they have quite the resume. That's for sure. 
Right? Yeah. 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 Want a couple of these. Want a couple of those. Yeah, just a couple. And I thought it was so cute. Wasn't it so cute? And Linda, she kind of is downplaying. Anyways, I'm going, oh, this is so sweet. Forgetting that time when you got the triple header and you just want everything. Yeah. Facebook posted a picture of her and uh, Prince Philip. Yes, I saw oh, that. That was a great photo. Yeah, that's when Prince Philip died. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Oh, he, he didn't he didn't die at the competition. <laughs> at the thing. With Linda. <laughs> when she posted this it year. after he yeah. passed. Yes. Thanks yes. for clarifying that, Dave. All right. Yeah. Although okay. he has looked like he was dead since then. But anyway. <laughs> he was 98 when he passed. No. So. He's done all right. Pretty <laughs> okay. Good, pretty good run, really. Yeah, no, eh? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's get into listener feedback. Listener feedback is sponsored by Army DC Gunsmith. Army DC Gunsmith is a full-service gunsmith who specializes in firearms refinishing. He offers hot blowing, park rising, Cerakote finishes, as well as wood and steel refinishing. Check out his online inventory of new and used guns, firearms, accessories, optics, and more at dcgunsmith.ca. You can also join him on the Facebook as well as the Instagrams. And a huge shout-out to Dini as well with helping out with the uh, contest recently. Not mm-hmm. contest. It is a random generated assignment of spreadsheet winnings. Does that make sense? For glorious <laughs> of Kazakhstan. Okay. <laughs> okay. Not Emails. What? Not, not, not a contest. contest. 100% is, not a contest. 100% not a contest. Hey, Mo. Yes. Do you have access to our show notes? Uh, I can pull them up. Okay. Never mind. Kyle, do you have access to our show notes? Yep. Do you see him right now? Yeah. Do you yeah. see the email? I was fired after right there. half an episode. Okay, so this is from Ian. Why don't you take it away? <laughs> Thanks, <Yeah>. Dave. <laughs> All right. Hey, guys. Besides wanting to put my name in for the Grey Birch Draw, I wanted to say thanks for the work you all do week after week. The friendly banter, great guests, and subject matter, as well as the obvious passion you have for our sport. I can't wait for each new episode. I often listen by podcast, but then find myself watching segments on YouTube for the visual where listening just doesn't do it justice. Thank you, Ian. Well, thanks, Ian, for actually donating as well. What? You got to listen to, you got to watch on the YouTubes to see Kelly. That's all I know. Yeah, no. See what hat you're wearing this week. Uh, I'm ready now. Okay, perfect. I I see. Well, I was actually giving you time to pull up the show notes. There you go. let's see how my let's see how my reading is okay so take it away the one from ed hi guys i was in bullseye last month buying some ammo and other needed items the guy serving me noticed that my pal expires at the end of the year he said i should should renew it soon as the rcmp are moving at the speed of government on everything early this month i sent in my renewal online expecting it to take months i received renewal in about two weeks wow has the RCMP hired some people from the private sector to do the work? Ed. Okay. Oh, zing. Yeah, I know. I, I don't know. I don't know what's taking place, too. I sent mine in, and it took two weeks for mine as well. And that's in Ontario. <laughs> so, weeks for what? For power renewal. That's not bad. Yeah, I know, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Although I, I, did, I did sell some restricteds recently. Yeah, your red shirts. One of them went, uh, yeah, one of them went in one day. And the other one, I'm still waiting on the transfer, and I started it last week. So I'm guessing the one was in Alberta, and the other uh-huh. one was anywhere else. Ontario. Oh, <laughs> Ontario. 
I transferred an AR-15 to a guy in Quebec one time, and it took like four months. <laughs> well, that's it well the, the last two restrictors I did took two business days, so I was pretty shocked about that. So that was wow. nice, and they emailed it right away. So, so. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's the way for now, anyways. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, moving well. like one database thing so. record to another database record. It should be exactly. instantaneous. So the way yeah. it should actually happen is I phone you and go, yeah, your gun's in the mail, enjoy. But, you know, given the system we have, it should be fast. Yeah. 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 Uh, anyway, Kelly wandered Such off. Is. Oh, Such she's back. Today. Yeah, sorry. Dogs were barking. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> like dogs. My dogs are barking. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah. So if you want to actually send us an email, send us an email at slamfireradio at gmail.com. We'd love to actually read your emails, uh, talk about how long it takes to renew something or the government to work for us or whatever. And also, if you have actually any events that are happening too, we'll send those to us too. Oh, those right. are going to start coming in again. I know. It's exciting. It's going to happen. We're doing it's stuff. It's like, mm-hmm. it's been two years. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> All right, Patreon. We do have a new new Patreoni this uh, this this week. Oh, it's actually ENF, who was one of who sent in the email, and he also contributed to the Great Birch Solutions. So Ian, thank you you're very, awesome. Yeah, thank you very much, Ian, for actually contributing and helping with the show as well. If you'd like to become a Patreon supporter, you can actually go to patreon.com and search out Sunfire Radio, and anything that you can donate will actually help us keep this show going. And also, Ian. Uh, do we have your mailing address? I know that we have your email, but if you can actually send us another email with your mailing address, and we'll send out some, uh, we'll send out some swag to you. Hey, put your name on this thing. Come right up. Yeah, and also, what size shirt do you wear? <laughs> <laughs> okay, just send that too. All right, all right. Shoutouts. That's it. Anybody got shoutouts? Uh, Adriel, do you have a shoutout? Oh, it's all the random people who are like cluing me in on all the stuff I uh, <laughs> was totally ignorant about on the Lee Enfield stuff. Lee Enfield. I probably would have. I probably would have made like a couple of mistakes, like fatal mistakes, pretty early on. I guess not fatal. I mean, it's wood. You can always just like, I don't know, build it up again with epoxy or whatever. But uh, I probably would have made some mistakes, more mistakes. Uh, so thank you to everyone for telling me about all the stuff I was missing out on with uh, with Lee Enfield restocking. I couldn't just like stain it and put it on my gun that would be mm-hmm. sacrilege it would be okay Kelly, how about, how about random you? well i'll 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 go last random dave uh linda and keith i'm just gonna steal all of kelly stuff because <laughs> it was the stuff i was <laughs> typing in and then i looked up i'm like oh, oh man that already. So, Lyndon Keith, thank you so much. You guys are awesome. I'm going to definitely get off my ass at least in 2022 and get up there and take a course, which I've been promising myself I was going I to know. for quite Me a long too. time. And uh, our new co-hosts, Kyle and Mo, you welcome aboard. Bastard, yeah. you actually <laughs> everything. <laughs> you said go first. This is on you. <laughs> All on you. And, uh, yep. That's that's all I got today. I miss you, Dave. I miss you too, Kelly. Anyways, Mo, what about you? Uh, my shout out is to all of you. Thank you for uh, welcoming me aboard. And uh, after what four hundred plus episodes and eight years, I hope that um, adding me is not your jumping the shark moment. So that's it. 
based, oh, based no. on the age group, I figured you guys would get the joke. So, or the reference. I should say. Yeah, I got that. Thanks. <laughs> I only know it because I Googled it when it became something that everyone said endlessly <laughs> the shark. five yeah. years ago. So, yeah. yeah. It's that whole episode from Happy Days. That's yeah, right. I, I, I know this. <laughs> I'm not and, old enough. Anyway. Anyways. <laughs> I was hoping, Mo, that you were a little grumpier because we wanted the older guy with beard and no hair and to be like... The- got to figure his tr- figure out his triggers. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> if you want me to be grumpy, I can do grumpy. I'll like, I'll work with it. Okay, good. I'll send Trevor over. He'll train you up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kyle, what about where'd you? Where'd you get that shirt, by the way, Mo? Sorry, Kelly. Um, a a Pew Pew uh, like Life, Colian Noir's uh, Colian website. Noir. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So I ordered a, a couple of T-shirts. I ordered a couple of hats. Some nice stuff that I'm going to wear out in public. That one that says "Love" and it's got like a pistol and a rifle and ammo in between. So I'm just going to wear that out and see what happens. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that one there is specific. I got the I got a black version of that specific. Yeah. Keep Canada tactical. Yeah. Cool. Mm. He's got some good stuff over there. Mm. Yeah, it does. Okay, Kyle. What about you? Got any shoutouts? Uh same as Mo, shout out you guys. Thank you for having me here. I'm looking forward to future episodes. Well, I'm looking for awesome. future ep- f- looking forward to future episodes where you guys are on. Yeah. So I was gonna pull a Trevor and say, now that we have new co-hosts, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> no, so don't do that. Bye, Mo. Have fun. Bye, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, me too. See ya. <laughs> No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to stick around for a while, especially uh, with uh, our brand new host. I wanted to say thank you guys uh, for stepping up. And also, hey, (laughs) (laughs) anyways, for stepping up and coming on. And I'm really looking forward to working with you. And also, again, I'm going to say it anyways, because I wrote it down and it's like Keith and Linda. Oh, so amazing. So anyways, I'm looking forward to actually going out and training with them as well. Oh, I forgot and, to thank our local Leopold rep for the swag. I forgot to mention thanks. that. <laughs> you know what? We're going to hang up on each other. I'm going to call you right back. Anyways. <sighs> and th- thanks. To, thanks to everyone who applied really for the, yeah. uh, to be yeah, absolutely. So it was, uh, it was a tough decision. There was, there's a lot of really good applications and yeah, there was that, uh, and everybody who sent feedback as well. There was some feedback. Yeah. Too. Yeah. 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 The feedback was good Thank too. Everybody on that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, guess what, everybody? It's time to say goodnight. So oh. go check us out on Gunners Canada. Give us a like on Facebook. Give us actually a review on Facebook as well, because that's actually now active. Uh, go join the CCFR. Donate to their legal challenge. Try and win a sign if you'd like to. And guess what? You'll see us all next week, hopefully. Bye, everybody. Good night, Kelly. Good night, Kelly. Oh. Kelly. Good night. Good night, Kelly. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.